0: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Brian Clement, the director of Meat Market. The film you're about to see. This film contains scenes of extreme gore, graphic violence, sex and nudity. So if you are under the legal age of majority, I advise you to turn off the tape immediately. Thank you. No, no budget nightmares. Ooh, ooh, ooh. No budget night. Just a little money but a whole lot of heart. Doug and Mo will sit back and watch your art. It's their duty just doing their part. Now let's hear if they recommend it or not on No Budget Nightmares Zoo. No Budget Nightmares. No Budget Nightmares Zoo. Mo Porn and Doug Tilly. No Budget Nightmares Nightmares. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to No Budget Nightmares. This is Mo. He's a bad film hating, while I skating all the while masturbatin', That's, that's Mo, Mo Pawn. Yeah. yeah. And with me, as always, is the one and only Doug Tilly. He's bow, Doug bow, Tilly, bow, 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 number one bow, super guy. Bow, bow, bow. Hi, Mo. How's
1: it going? Oh, booyah. You know, long-time listeners of the show don't know this Or even short-term listeners of the show But I, uh, I always mouth along with our opening theme song I always do a little dance while I'm listening to it What do you think? I always do something with my mouth as well What? What do you do, Mo? I'd like to know I think all of our listeners would like to know uh, You don't want to know It, usually, like- involves, it usually involves a cock Oh, all right <laughs> A little more explicit than we expect But you know, Mo Well, but this is,
0: it, it's fitting
1: for this episode This, is it's fitting for this episode And probably right now people are saying, why? Why is it fitting? But all will be revealed This may be, Mo, our most explicit episode ever
0: Yeah, yeah uh, You know, and and we covered a film that was essentially a Barbie doll porno, porno. Yes So and I think this might be more explicit. I got a question for you, Mo. Okay, Please. so your movie, your film that you've made, is
1: actually PG rated. However, the audio in it is pornographic. Do you think just having the audio being pornographic would be enough to bump that PG up to an R?
0: Hmm. Interesting. Isn't that an interesting? I see. I think Wander. I think the I think the content is enough to bump it up to an R because sure, they're dolls. Because I'm assuming we're talking about Nightmare Museum here. <laughs> I'm always uh, <laughs> talking about Nightmare Museum. <laughs> oh, constantly. Constantly talking about Nightmare Museum. I would say because the content is meant to be implied sexual and the sound effects, the audio on top of it, I would say it justifies the R rating. Well, it, I mean, I, I'm i just thinking maybe in a theoretical sense, right? Say it
1: was a movie sure. that was, you know, aside from uh, some, some really explicit sexual noises on the soundtrack and not even people going oh fuck oh fuck that sort of thing but like you know just uh, uh, that is that's what that's the sound <laughs> I make when I'm having sex um, yeah I figured <laughs> but and and, and and pair that with just PG content in terms of the movie I wonder if it would be enough to bump it up because it would be like sexual content
0: well you have to remember when it comes to the MPAA you know you could do as much violence as you want but you put anything sexual in there and it's gonna bump the rating right up so I would Mother- I would say in theory. Mm-hmm. Yes, they'd probably bump it up to an R. Because here's the thing about this
1: episode of No Budget Nightmares, the podcast. We're talking, Mo, and I'm going to just say it. We're going to talk about a movie from the year 2000 called Meat Market. And it's a Ooh, yeah. horror film, a Canadian zombie movie, in fact. That it is. That it is. Now, that it is the version of this movie that we are covering on this show is the Un- Rated version, and the reason it's the unrated version is what
0: Mo? Um, graphic, uh, penetrative sexual acts. There's there's uh, uh, pornography in this
1: movie.
0: Yeah, it's basically just straight up porn. I mean, it's not the whole movie.
1: No, it's not. In fact, not even close to the whole movie. And yeah. it, it is very strange when the moment hits that suddenly you realize you're watching pornography. I don't know about you, Mo, but I ran out of the room screaming.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I I hung with it because you know you don't earn the nickname porn. Or oh right, anything. but uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I in my notes do say at least twice. Is that his dick?
1: It's weird
0: so. because it is explicit because you know
1: it's pornography, but it's also not so explicit. That you would watch it and be like, you know, you are watching a full blown porno with like, yeah, <laughs> with like close ups of all the action. It's almost like weirdly to the side when you see some guys honker getting uh,
0: stroked. Yeah, it's weird. Honker is that is that what honker <laughs> is, is that what the guys call it, fellas? Leave us a comment on this one. Tell us tell us if that's what you call your dick.
1: Millennials <laughs> call it a honker. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and that's why millennials are ruining
0: the world
1: Mo, we're watching uh, Meat Market this week on No Budget yes. Nightmares Yes, we are It is Canadian, it is a zombie movie It's the first zombie movie we've covered in uh, quite a while Probably since Plaga Zombie, maybe? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah this That's right. the movie, by the way, that I thought of the most while watching Meat Market
0: Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of similarities although
1: i like blogger zombie a lot more <laughs> before we jump into it mo i want to give a shout out to a recent patreon subscriber
0: yeah let's it's do it
1: ryan j navarro coat or maybe cote i'm going to say coat ryan j navarro coat long time listener of the show super fan i will say super fan ryan uh, thank yeah. you so much for your contribution to the patreon this one goes out to you brother meat market <laughs> the movie Directed by Brian can't, can't even pronounce his name, but it's this one's for
0: you. This one's for you. Uh, there are literally three different ways to pronounce that name since we don't know which the right one. <laughs> I will get it wrong. We'll, Almost we'll certainly wrong. so. We always do.
1: When I have someone here with me to talk to, like when I have Mo Porn, I'll be like, Mo, is it Porn A or Porn? And you'll say that it's porn and I'll get it right for the, most of the time for the rest of this show, as long as uh, you're not you're not J.R. Bookwalter.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, Poor Mr. Brookwalter Yes, that's right Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Never forget, hashtag
1: You know what, I'm glad we cleared that up by the time we we did our uh, Dead Next Door episode Yeah, right (laughs) (laughs) In retrospect, that would have been a real shame (laughs) Oh, it would have been so bad It would have been so bad Meat market from the year 2000 I will say, Mo, before we get into this uh, Yeah That this is the kind of movie... Whatever criticisms we have of it This is the kind of movie that I kind of Always wanted to have a show to focus on Mm. Meaning, and I I say that knowing that this is like 93 episodes into this one uh, Because it it is exactly the kind of thing that we usually promote on the show The idea of someone with so many ideas but not a lot of resources Just going out and making exactly the thing that they want to make Whether it's marketable or not and uh, and really pouring as much you know everything they have, pulling in their relatives, pulling in all the favors that they could, just because this is what they want to make an epic zombie movie.
0: Well, and that's the thing too is like you have to think about the scale of it as well. Yes, you know, and this movie, if it has anything, it has scale. I mean, they're. There's location after location after location, uh, you know, weird locations, too, like prisons and, you know, like, big buildings and empty warehouses and, like, underground bunkers. There's and a lot of really impressive location stuff here. Right, Shockingly exactly, so. You know, shockingly so, exactly, for a movie of this. And and there are scenes where there are a bunch of extras, you know, on, on I mean, not, like, you know, dead next door level, but, you know. <laughs> But still, you know, there's there's a lot of people on on camera at a time, and and like the main cast is like six people or something like that. So I mean, it's like that's pretty, that's great, you and, know. Like normally it'd be like two people, you know, and like even look at like like as much as I loved it, look at Necroville, you know, right. like it's a great movie, but there's only there's only two main characters. Exactly. This one there's 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 at. Least six, yeah. There's six, and it also
1: characters. it also kind of reminded me of the late '80s, early '90s zombie movies of Todd Sheets, uh, right? Because it's
0: very Todd Sheetsian,
1: yeah. It's Sheetsian in a, in a few different ways, and and this also yeah. this movie came out in 2000, which was before the kind of modern zombie boom, before the remake of Dawn of the Dead and Shaun of right. the Dead, and and all of that sort of brought it back into the mainstream. So you know, zombies were not exactly the in thing in 2000. This was a movie made. By fans For fans Which is In some ways The best thing about it And in some ways The worst as well (laughs) Right, right
0: Yeah, there there is a little bit Of uh, fan service in it But I mean, it's it's good Mo I guess Mo What? What? Meat market from the year
1: 2000 How does it begin? Imagine Sicily, Mm -hmm. 1922
0: No, uh, 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 (laughs) No, no It just It opens on You know Images of cityscapes And there's dead bodies And then we get the titles But before that As you would have heard Before the intro of uh, The opening theme of the music Is uh, there is a man Dressed as a zombie He is the director of the film Brett Clement um, Brian he, Clement Oh man, what did I say? Oh, Brent? Brett, God, Jesus My turn Look, My turn to screw it up Brian Clement It's even in my notes Well, I hope it Christ is <laughs> Christ almighty Anyway, Brian Clement, I apologize, sir. Um, and he gives the uh, the you know the the movie you're about to see, blah
1: blah blah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, as you mentioned, it shows a, a, a kind of a variety of footage. It shows like a stock market ticker and skyscrapers. And you know what I thought for a second, Mo? Is this a Neil Breen movie?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It- uh, yeah, it, it starts off a little Breen-esque <laughs> I think some of the footage in this opening,
1: Mo, is of New York City New York City? That's right, boy, I tell you, all of our references are so current here on The <laughs> A no bunch of Nightmares <laughs> But... <laughs> Uh, because uh, though this film was mostly shot in um in British Columbia, Canada, there are a few moments and I think it's just kind of various stock footage, or maybe there's a few zombie shots as well, of uh, of New York City as well. And I think it- Yeah, and
0: it's and it does say that in the in the end in the end credits too. Yes, that, that it was it does. filmed in
1: it's global what, Victor- what is it, Victoria? Victoria, Somewhere? British Columbia, Canada. Not yeah. to be confused with Regina, Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah.
0: Although we do get to see a couple of Reginas. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? <laughs> you, you know what? That does,
1: Regina does kind of sound like vagina now that I think about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's low hanging fruit jokes there, but. We
1: get to, we get to see some low hanging fruit in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, the movie actually starts amongst this sort of uh, random footage. We also see some violence. We see a person on the ground with their guts hanging out. Uh, and then the opening credits begin, and while the opening credits is on, we see some people running, Mo. And what are what are they running from?
0: Zombies.
1: Now let's talk about the zombies in this movie, Mo. How would you describe the zombies?
0: Uh, they look like a uh, undercooked loaf of bread. Like they're very <laughs> they're very flowery. They're they are very flowery uh, in a
1: way yeah. that actually allows them to be swapped out with uh, with like. Heads and and false yeah. limbs and things. Very. No, I mean, it's a,
0: it was a it's a brilliant move on their part. You know, it works. But, it totally works. But
1: when I asked you about the zombies, I meant, what do they like? Are they Romero style zombies? Are they Lucio
0: Fulci style zombies? Are they running zombies? Oh, um, I would say they're they're fairly uh, Fulci. I, I think so because yeah. they're really you know like they're very ugly. <laughs> They are. You know very, what I mean? Like like Romero, his his were never that quite that decrepit. They just kind of looked like fairly fresh dead. Yeah. In Day of the Ful- Dead, they got a little more ripe. Right, but I I
1: know exactly yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like it kind of meets right in the middle of Romero and Fulci in this movie, in that they're yeah. they look more like a Fulci type uh, rotting zombie, but they lumber around very much like a Romero zombie. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so some lumbering zombies are running after these people mo and and uh, who are these people by the way um
0: a man and a woman they don't give their names <laughs> no they don't and in fact it's like some punk punk rock looking dude and a, and a girl and they and it's it. They do a nice switcheroo on this part too, which I really enjoyed. Like they really made it seem like that woman was gonna get get nabbed. Yeah. And then, was, and then the punk rock dude gets gets a little past her, turns around to check, and gets nailed. And I'm like, that's. Fantastic I loved that so much I do love how what a, what a way to open the movie I'm telling you The classic
1: criticism Of the lumbering Shambling uh, Zombie Is that it, you see, it seems like it would be Very easy to get away from them uh, And I love how they do it In this movie Where they run
0: away And it doesn't matter Because the zombies Are just going to be there <laughs> I, I kind of Yeah I like the fact that That the zombies Are almost like you know Michael Myers in a way where like or Jason, where it's like it doesn't matter where you're gonna run to. Yeah, you know they're gonna be there, and it's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> but the, no, the zombies honestly are my favorite part about the entire movie. Well, that and the hardcore sex. <laughs> <laughs> the two great things that go great
1: together. Um, yeah. So the the, I've seen the the zombie porn. The gentleman gets uh, eaten by zombies, and then it's the woman is left alone, and she's about to get attacked by zombies. And then
0: what happens, Mo? Ratatatata on there. <laughs> <laughs> the classic well, tata the, the classic tata There's some some gunfire and they uh and they they drop dead. Who again. who gunfire? Now who's who's who is shooting these guns? The guns are being shot by a gentleman named Shirak um, and a woman named Argenta. Is that Shirak Hussein Obamacare? Oh Jesus Christ! I was thinking more like Jacques Chirac.
1: Okay. <laughs> so it's Chirac and Argenta, and uh, you know, let's just kind of break down. These are going to be our main characters. Um, we're going to learn a lot about them, maybe a little too much as the movie goes along.
0: <laughs> they both, yeah, they, both be, they, they basically both become Joe exposition towards the end of the film. But, yes, ab- absolutely, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and they are. We don't know this at this point, but they work together in sort of a uh, i guess a, a security firm or bounty hunting service that sort of thing
0: yeah yeah that's yeah that, but that doesn't get explained for a while right and and
1: again yeah. uh, up until that point they just seem to be friends who seem particularly capable at killing zombies and they have a lot of weapons
0: yeah in fact they carry a bag of guns around with them um you know, and when the the lady who they save here, they toss her a gun and tell her to uh, stay safe. Yeah, or something and
1: then like that. and then they say to each other, "Think she has a chance?" And then she and he just, like stares. rolls his eyes. <laughs> yeah. What about the gunplay <laughs> in this movie, Mo? The gunplay, how do they do that?
0: Um, it's uh not great. It's it a basically mixed bag. just. Could- yeah, it's a mixed bag. Like like there are moments when it's so bad that it's hilarious. Like I, there's a moment in particular I can think of uh Shirak shoving one out the door and then just kind of lazily putting his gun out and just <laughs> wiggling it around while gunfire noises happen. And I thought that was fantastic, but then there are others where, you know, it's done fairly well.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it
0: it I think
1: it's safe to say that the muzzle flashes were added after the uh, the fact But this is the year 2000 this was coming out So I'm actually fairly impressed with the fact that they were able to do that We had trouble doing that, what, six years later trying to do rock, paper, scissors And we still yeah. didn't do it any good
0: <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, like, I'll tell you straight up to the fact that like the, the, I watched this entire movie and it didn't annoy me enough that, it, that I even noticed it So, I mean, that's not bad Then we get the title card on the screen Week
1: 1 So this is week 1 of the zombie apocalypse Mo. we don't know why the zombie apocalypse starts Until uh, a lot later in the movie There's actually, <laughs> yeah. I was just reading a review On the internet movie database for Meat Market Where they seem to suggest that they didn't explain it at all Which is a- absolutely not the case <laughs> Right But maybe it's because we're watching this unrated version So we get so much more detail Ooh. Zombies are walking around the street, Mo. There's actually many, like really endless sequences of zombies walking like in in, in crowded downtown areas. Uh yeah. it, it's fairly impressive. Like it, it really is. It seems like that they just were like, let's dress up zombies, get tons and tons of second unit footage of them doing everything.
0: You know you know what it kinda of, you know what this particular scenes like this kinda of reminded me of? like um like cue the winged serpent where right. like they where they it's clear that they're just doing like guerrilla filmmaking and not telling anybody what's happening and all of a sudden there's just zombies walking down the street all right nobody I, pays them like any like real mind it's fucking hilarious
1: i like the idea that you just shoot a bunch of gags with friends and stuff and then you can just right. insert them into a movie like this because it's yeah, just kind exactly. of texture so we see like a homeless guy and he's got like a sign that says donations welcome and then a zombie comes over and eat, eats him that's like a. That's not what you want to have happen. Well,
0: if you're a Republican,
1: oh, uh, boom! <laughs> take that, poor. Uh, then the take we see that, a, the poor. <laughs> then we also see a woman holding back uh, some zombies and then very ineffectively stopping, uh, holding a door shut while another zombie just comes over and uh, and <laughs> and eats her because that's that's uh, the zombies. By the way, in this movie, a lot of them are wearing suits, which is a a nice. Um, a nice touch It's kind of a strange touch actually Because the zombies it's in this movie super, it's, yeah. Are not necessarily supposed to be Digging themselves out of the ground But who knows
0: Yeah, in fact, the zombies are not supposed to be digging themselves out of the ground. That's not their origin at all. So it's hilarious that they're all wearing suits. Well, whatever. It's like, did it it start, I I feel like it started spreading in the business district, you know?
1: (laughs) Then we get Todd Smallwood, financial consultant on the screen, speaking of Republicans. (laughs) But, of course, here in Canada, we don't have Republicans. We have the Progressive Conservative Party, who are, like your Republicans, uh, only Canadian. (laughs) Um And this is this is like a commentator. So this movie, it does. It's kind of like um, Dawn of the Dead in some ways, in that it keeps uh, it when it shows like a news conference. It shows it from the perspective of a TV broadcast of it, that sort of thing. Right. So this is like a TV broadcast where where a man on the street, a financial consultant, is being interviewed, and he's basically saying that the zombies are a good thing, Mo. Mm -hmm. Why are they a good thing, Mo? Well, listen to the clip. Let's listen. Let's listen to the clip. Right here
0: These things are heroes <laughs> They're cleaning up the streets For decent Honest hard working people What the Ha
1: <laughs> ha Take that fucker um, Sucker Right before that He's talking about He's basically saying That he He, he hates being, he's trying to go for a latte and getting hassled by punks and winos and derelicts and glue sniffers, and he's sick of bleeding heart liberals.
0: And tods. I honestly thought you were gonna. Pl- I thought I really thought you were gonna play that entire clip because the whole <laughs> thing's kind of funny. Of course, it is like four minutes long. It's so pretty
1: lengthy, but in case yeah. you couldn't tell, the end of that clip involves uh, Todd getting eaten by zombies. Take that, Todd. Hey, you know what? I, I made me think about Mo. Wouldn't what? it be great if
0: someone <coughs> ate? President of the United States, Donald Trump Doesn't that sentence just, like, hurt to say?
1: (laughs) Actually, the only part of it that hurt to say was the president part Not the, I want to see him eaten by zombies part Right, 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 (laughs)
0: exactly, exactly (laughs) Like, honestly, like, like, that one segment If you take that one segment out, like, that whole sentence is fine It's just that one part that really hurts so anyway. that's that's about, by the way, as political as this movie gets for the most part. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. The rest of the movie is pr- fairly apolitical. Then we
1: see someone packing up weapons in an apartment. It's Argenta. By the way, we haven't mentioned it yet. I imagine she's named Argenta as a reference to Dario Argento. I've never yeah ran into anyone in my life named Argenta, um, but uh, you know. It's not as irritating as if the character was just named Argento, or like the guy's name was Romero, which they usually could have done.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Again, not n- not knocking the uh, the dead next door. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time ago. <laughs> uh, Argento has a Smiths poster. What do you think about that, Mo? Um, I you know heaven knows I'm miserable now. Got a question for you, Mo? Do you think Maz himself? would survive a zombie holocaust no cuz meat's murder meat is murder but he would be meat in that circumstance it would almost be a just desserts, type thing it would be kind of it a, would
0: it would be a, a sweet irony at the in
1: fact he'd least. probably he'd be like this proves my point as he's being eaten <laughs> <laughs>
0: this totally justifies everything i said <laughs> he's like i'm going out on a win i'm going out on a win i'm fine uh, so she's
1: packing up uh, her gear and then some SWAT Police come in Mo And
0: what's up with the SWAT people in this movie They look pretty good They, You know their uniforms are fantastic Like they are inept as fuck But their uniforms are fantastic
1: When we were making rock paper scissors We needed people to be the uh, FBI So in order to do that We got a local printing company To print shirts with said FBI in the back These people have like actual Uniforms,
0: like like actual SWAT gear. Yeah.
1: So these guys are basically um, fulfilling the role for anyone, and I imagine everyone listening to this has seen Dawn of the Dead, uh, the original Dawn of the Dead, which starts with um, a a group of SWAT team ish guys clearing buildings. In in the case of that movie, clearing buildings uh, mostly um, uh, full of minorities. But in this case, they're just clearing buildings (laughs) out of zombies.
0: Right, yeah, now, so this is an interesting scene too because we've because we get a bit of a back and forth between and it's an odd juxtaposition here the uh, with the, the 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 police entering the building and clearing out the rooms and then we cut to a couple <laughs> who are making out heavily. And like you, and like the whole time this is happening, you're trying to figure out how these two things are gonna, yes, uh, are, are gonna interact because you know it's bound to happen. They wouldn't have them cutting back and forth if at some point they weren't gonna interact. And it's pretty fantastic. This is the first scene where we get to see a dick, by the way. Um, <laughs> so just to say, Mo, by you know, the way, so Argenta, Argenta, they run into her.
1: They uh, tell her to get out of the building And that's, she's gone yeah. for now And then it shows yep. them clear out room after room And they cut back and forth between them clearing rooms And these people fucking Fucking, yeah, straight up And we see a guy's dick In fact, I have in my notes here It says, whoa, that guy's dick is out
0: <laughs> Yeah, my mine says uh, Cut back and forth between the cops and the making out couple uh, is that his dick? <laughs> um,
1: another notable thing about this gentleman uh, The
0: guy with the dick Is that he has a tattoo on
1: his back And it's of a skull pointing down his own ass crack What do you think that's all about?
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know
1: Alright So um, so there is like The SWAT team are like killing zombies um, And they're going through the building Checking rooms And at one point a SWAT guy Um he gets a like. Th- th- he turns a corner too quickly and gets attacked by a zombie. Um, right, and and it really is like like you said, Mo. At this point, I did not understand why they kept cutting back and forth until this happened, Mo. They knock <laughs> the zombie to the ground and they put a, a grenade under it. Yes, and um, they. I think they this also pretty- show the ceiling of where the people are having sex to indicate that what is happening with the SWAT team
0: is happening upstairs. Oh, see, I missed the ceiling part because it made, like, I wasn't getting the geography of the scene as, you know, nerds would say. But, um, yeah, so I, all I saw was they put the zombie, the, the grenade under the zombie. and The next thing I know, I hear an explosion. I must have been writing. And the, the couple who are, like, full on mid-coitus at this point just get... Drenched in like blood and gore and viscera, you know it's and then like flour, (laughs) (laughs) which which made me really laugh. I'm like, that's fucking fantastic. So just to explain, explain. and then it took me a second. I'm like, oh, I get it. They blew up the ceiling, the zombie guts. Okay,
1: and he fell down on these people as they were fucking. And by the way, these people they were having sex during the zombie apocalypse, which has to be the hottest time to
0: have sex. Well, yeah, exactly. You got to repopulate. Why do you think we got to see that guy's dick, Mo? Um, artistic expression. By the way,
1: Mo, we we, we said it, we said <laughs> that we got to see his dick and we did and uh, we're happy yeah. to have done it, but it wasn't just a penis, it was an erect penis, very erect penis, yes. Yeah, There's an erect penis uh and and I, I again, it was surprising, but it was also surprising because it's so rare to see that in really in films in general. But certainly in a film that uh, as the uh, the Wikipedia for Brian Clement says, this
0: movie was made for less than two thousand dollars. Yeah, so think about that. We, we talked about this briefly before we started really recording, but mm-hmm. you know think, think about it. these guy, this this guy, uh, you know, convinced not one, but two dudes to show their dicks and several women to show various bits and bobs of them. You know, (laughs) (laughs) for 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 a total budget of two thousand dollars, you know, and you had said you had even said that there is a very good possibility that some of these people, if not all of them, didn't get paid at all. I imagine none of them got paid. Yeah, (laughs) that's fucking just amazing. But that does beg the question, Mo.
1: How much money would it cost to get you to show your erect penis on film?
0: Oh, it would take quite a bit. I and not to mention the fact that ain't nobody want to see that shit.
1: Well, so. I didn't want to see this in this movie, and yet here it is imprinted <laughs> on my brain for all times.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think my thing is I've just I've seen so many dicks in my life at this point, you know. I mean three years of working at a porn shop is you know, and my my crippling porn addiction. You know, seeing a dick on a screen it's just like whatever. Who cares?
1: Who cares? It's two thousand seventeen Get over, get over it. it, isn't that correct? Get over it. Smash so it goes. The patriarchy. It goes right from this uh, rather comical <laughs> uh, scene of people uh, fucking and getting splattered with blood to something a little more dramatic. Now, Mo, what do we see?
0: Yeah, this um, this does get a little more intense. So we see a cop who uh, he breaks basically, and uh, well, I mean, you know what? Just play the clip because this one we have audio for. Yes, we do. Let's hear it. We don't have audio of the fucking, but we've got an audio of this. <laughs> Did you, do you, <laughs> you want me to add
1: in sound of the people fucking? No, no, no. All right, <laughs> let's ahead. let's hear let's hear this gentleman and uh, and what's up with him? <laughs> I can't do I
0: can't do it. It's too many. Okay. I like how there's that. I like how there's that brief moment of uh, the woman who was just being fucked, like you know, like her whimpering about being covered in gore.
1: I wanted to point out that that's what that part of the sound was. Now, uh, yeah. again, this is a um, this is a scene that's very reminiscent. Of a, of a part right from the beginning of Dawn of the Dead It seems to be swiped directly from it However, mm. uh, in that sequence You really get the impression that the uh, SWAT members are overwhelmed That this is something that they're living with day after day That they just can't handle it This one, it, it's really kind of strange Because it looks like the SWAT team are being very effective And then the guy just yeah. loses his shit for no reason
0: Right, exactly <laughs> And we are only 10 minutes, or well, 11 minutes Into the film, so it's not like we've established That they're being overrun left and right also, in fact in fact in fact there's a character slightly later in the film who that scene would have done would have been much better if he had done it.
1: Yes, that's absolutely the yeah. case. Uh, uh, and by the way, um uh the the acting quality of that gentleman before he offed himself <laughs> <laughs> Look,
0: Maybe he was, he was he was trying. He was what do trying. You think, I'll give him that. What point. do you think about the acting in the movie Meat Market Mo? You know what, it's Kind of all over the place There are characters whose acting is okay enough That you don't really notice it And then there's others who are just fucking terrible
1: This is amateur acting Which we're not going to be too critical about Because that's kind of our whole uh, Raison d'etre
0: Right, Um, exactly, it's the entire
1: shtick But I would go as far to say that Nobody is good here It's just different variations of bad Right uh, speaking of variations of bad, uh, Argenta and Sharok are grabbing supplies at a convenience store. Mo,
0: yes, yes, and, they are.
1: So Sharok is running inside to grab some stuff, and as he <laughs> does, Argenta says, "You watch your back now, too, eh?" Which is a very Canadian thing to say.
0: Well, you know, actually, in my notes here, because I was remembering that picture you posted up into—I <laughs> don't know if that was on your personal page or in the group or in the group page—and I said, uh, "I said the guy girl." Uh, guy slash girl stop at a convenience store for supplies. She keeps watch, and then I wrote dot dot dot. Doug notices Canadian shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I noticed Mo that there are butter tarts for sale in this convenience store, and here in Canada, specifically in Ontario, which which is where I am, uh, butter tarts are a very uh, a very popular foodstuffs, especially in convenience stores and things like that. It's sort nice. of a uh, a small tart that's full of a delightful um, buttery. Yeah, my wife just decided to butt in uh, and say that <laughs> and say that it's like a pecan pie without the pecans. But the strange thing is that often people do include pecans, so it's really just a very small pecan pie.
0: That sounds fantastic.
1: It's great. It's they're really nice. So anyway, what does Chirac get at the convenience store, Mo? Uh,
0: a bit of this, a bit of that. Mostly canned foods. Some waffles. Some waffles. He does get waffles. Burritos. Yep, microwave
1: burritos and hamburgers Shockingly enough, he goes in, grabs stuff, and leaves without any
0: incident at all I was a little surprised Yeah, generally in this this style of film When somebody goes into a store to gather supplies There's almost always at least one whatever the antagonist is of the film incident, you know whether it be monster bugs or fucking zombies or whatever
1: Yeah, I mean, again, even if it's just a, a scare in the background And then you kind of get right, away right. from
0: it Right, exactly But
1: this is really just kind of to, to set up That they have a certain amount of supplies And this place was actually fairly well stocked They run outside And uh, we briefly see the limitations of digital film in the year 2000 As, <laughs> as the, the frame rate because of the low light gets all fucked up and weird looking um, And then they uh, they drive away They have access to a car and, uh, and we get a sense then, Mo, of Chirac and Argenta's relationship They're very comfortable together And uh, they talk about, she talks about, what they ended up getting Microwave burritos and hamburgers? Jesus,
0: Chirac Hamburgers for you And microwave burritos for me When need food that little
1: last Now, Mo, Argenta is played by Bettina May Okay And my understanding from a little bit of research that I've done, Mo, is that Bettina May uh, later moved to the United States of America and became a very popular, very well-known burlesque artist. Really? Which is interesting to think about because here, she is wooden and terrible.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah. it's No, that is surprising.
1: Well, I mean, people, again, I imagine, again, it's the year 2000. uh, People progress. People evolve. People change, Mo. Don't they change? I don't. Both of his parents are dead, has no brothers and sisters. She has a sister who lives in the city, and she hasn't heard from her in a week. Uh so that is something that's laying laying a little bit of groundwork, Mo, for later on, a big emotional moment. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's a payoff I, I to would, that. I would <laughs> I would actually almost argue that it was like that it ruins a big emotional moment later <laughs> in the film. It, it really is. It's setting up something
1: that didn't need necessarily anyway. Anyway, yeah. we'll get to that later. Then we get the title on the screen, week number two. And this goes then directly to a press conference, Mo. Mm-hmm. I believe that the... Uh, now, is this supposed to be the mayor of or, like, a mayor representative
0: here? I have no idea. I Doesn't, Honestly, like... Yeah, at this point in the film, like, I'm... All right, I, I should clarify something. Clarify, is, Mo. The, the note as to why I'm not talking quite as much during this part. The mm-hmm. first... 20 or so minutes of this movie I watched at my house Which has four Psychotic kids at there I mean not like actually psychotic but like like Just <laughs> crazy kids We and don't so want to offend being, all the
1: psychotic listeners Right exactly
0: so like I was Being interrupted l- quite Literally every like three And a half seconds you know somebody knocking On my door trying to get in touch with me The baby barging into my room You know I say baby she's two but still. You know, and so so like so I didn't so like I'm barely paying attention to the movie up until at least the twenty minute mark. <laughs> well, great. <laughs> so I have no fucking clue at all. So, what this press conference is about? It's
1: just a press conference, basically updating yeah. the public about what's going on with the zombies. They right. it, it's to give a sense that the 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 political figures in this town are telling people to remain calm. But even during this press conference, things falls fall apart. Let's have a little listen. At
0: this point, we will confirm that throughout the city. Uh, individuals are committing acts of murder and eating the flesh of their victims. This cannibal disease is spreading, but uh, we are confident the situation can be brought under control because as of this moment, the mayor has declared martial law.
1: So that then leads into basically him saying to to bar the doors and then zombies run in and it all cuts off because the whole press conference got attacked because guess what, Mo it's the apocalypse.
0: Oh, right, this is the one where it ends with, like, him, like, shooting, right?
1: Yeah, it's like he says, barricade the door, and then he takes out a gun and starts shooting off of screen
0: Yeah, the biggest thing I remember about this is him constantly looking down at his script on the podium to read his next lines <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of reflective of real life, I think, Mo, Yeah, think? no, I, that's why I said, like, I, I kind of... Dig instances like this Where it's actually okay for the actor To look at their lines like, And that's one of them That's one of the three or four situations Where it's okay for that to happen That then leads
1: into a montage of carnage We see some zombies walking through a mall Boy, I've never seen that before Uh, we, We see footage, Mo, of a house fire Which appears to be actual footage Of someone's house on fire <laughs> <laughs> That's guerrilla filmmaking using someone's uh, personal tragedy to your advantage. Yeah, <laughs> but there's some really,
0: you know, uh, yeah. I, I was I was gonna say the uh, the house that I lived in up in Connecticut recently caught on fire, uh, surprisingly. Um, so I, and I know that and I have footage of it. So if anybody needs to make a zombie film, just let me know. I'll send you the footage of my old house on fire, and uh, and you can use it. And you can actually hear
1: your old roommate uh, terrified losing <laughs> his entire. Basically life to this thing
0: There's literally none of that happening Nobody was home, thank goodness
1: Would you have been home,
0: Mo, in that circumstance? I would have been home and asleep (gasps) Yeah, it would have been bad
1: Florida saved my life The Mo porn story it's literally the
0: only time I will ever say that.
1: <laughs> so there's some really impressive stuff that's shown here. There's a car that bursts into flames. Uh, mm. We see a, a we see this great actually a really great shot. It's so rare to see moving cameras in the movies that we cover on this, but it's this great dolly shot of uh, a SWAT team kind of battling zombies, and it just kind of like trails along sideways as all of this carnage is going on in the background. I was actually really really impressed by it.
0: Yeah, I have uh I have a note in here this that says the chaos here is pretty cool.
1: Yeah. It's also very dark and it's it's very yeah. low quality digital video. So it's hard to see what the but fuck is going on.
0: True, but the fact that they're trying. We also get
1: briefly introduced to some cops who are uh feeling overwhelmed. Uh one of them is like I don't even know where my wife and kids are and the other guy tries to reassure him and while they're reassuring each other, I got a guy, a guy comes over who I'm going to call the chief, some sort of superior officer basically tells mm. him to to you know,
0: get back into the fray yeah. Uh, and yeah That other sucker lost his line We're all be damned if we lose our If they break ours
1: By the way, in this uh, sequence We also see that woman from the opening We see her fall mm-hmm. down dead In fact, she was not a zombie She gets killed by this fucking guy The superior officer Who says, looter, shoot him on sight Just because there's a crisis Doesn't mean we stop following the law And that seems like right. political commentary to me Yep. Sounds like this movie was kind of put together by some sort of uh, pinko (laughs) Bleeding heart. I think
0: Bloody communists
1: Yeah (laughs) So uh, the cops get rapidly overwhelmed by the zombies Um, And the cops, by the way, have really shitty aim It gets established a little bit later that shooting these zombies in the head will work But absolutely nobody does it in the entire movie Well, I I think it's the fact that nobody knows Well, wouldn't you start with shooting something in the head if you're really trying to kill it? I guess Uh, to quote. I mean to quote Mo to quote Derek from Bad Taste. The headshot's the only real stopper.
0: Yes. (laughs) Man, how how long how long you been holding on to that one? Uh, Just Um, a few seconds. I don't usually hold on to these things very long. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Um, no, but but I mean like like was like well there's a guy one of the guys is saying later in the film that that he can put a man down from however many yards with you know with ease. And then that, and the doctor explains to him well. You got to shoot him in the head. He's like, "Well, I wish ever anybody had told us that before." <laughs> I know. So it's like I really, I really feel like a lot of these guys don't know, you know, that you need to put one in the head. Well, they they should get on. You think they'd figure that out
1: really quickly when they're shooting them thirty times and it doesn't like they just keep walking and then you shoot them right. once in the head and it's like, oh wait, maybe I should have played more Resident Evil. Um, so well, the, they, couldn't, they couldn't handle those tank controls.
0: The,
1: the cops, bad camera angles. Uh, the cop, uh, the last cop surviving is the uh, chief guy, the superintendent. Intendant or whatever Superior officer He he gets cornered Starts shouting into his radio And we see a hand Holding the radio That he is uh, responding to Or or talking to And then uh, we hear him Being eaten by zombies And then the camera Zooms out a little To show that the hand That was holding this radio Was actually a, a severed arm
0: Right, and now this guy was the guy we were talking about before, who like that. There, there's so many of them, I can't take it. Blah blah. You know, like shoot one in this one in the head. You know, like this guy would have been better for that moment. Yes, although that's right. That's, although that's not to say that his death scene wasn't effective, because it was. It's also. It's just. You know.
1: It's also, there's no sympathy for a character who's been established to be kind of an asshole already Shoot That's that's true too,
0: that's true too so I guess Not that I had right much
1: sympathy right. for that dude who offed himself Who I had no context at all what he was like <laughs> He could have been an asshole, I don't know All cops are assholes Am I allowed to say that on this program?
0: <laughs> <laughs> ACAB
1: <laughs> uh, So then it cuts to a radio in a person's house And uh, we get a couple of updates from this radio It's basically a broadcast that, uh, that DJ is saying that they barricaded the building And they don't know how long they're going to be able to be on the air But this is kind of confusing, Mo So this is happening during the zombie apocalypse It must be getting really bad And we are introduced to a woman And what is she doing to uh, alleviate her fear in this, in this
0: horrific incident? Well, she is doing what I, what I would personally suggest every woman do during a zombie apocalypse She decides to take a shower now this woman has pigtails because it's the late nineties when this was filmed. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, and because Lens Lens Steel My Sunshine was big at the time, so <laughs> Exactly Exactly like that. Um, also Canadian, by the way.
0: <laughs> oh no. Up to I'm not gonna take any part of that fucking horrible.
1: So thing. she strips down, Mo and gets uh gets a shower and uh we uh and I saw everything. Uh and uh... <laughs> Not only do we see her uh, her uh, watered down watered down boy Aww, not only whoa. not only do
0: poor, we get, poor usage of words there.
1: Not only do we get to see her breasts, we get uh, lingering close-ups of them
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Mr. Clement knows what the uh, what the audience wants to see here. Um, yeah. and while she's showering uh, we discover that she made the really unfortunate decision to keep her door her front
0: door unlocked. As well as the bathroom door Yeah, my notes here say there's a surprising amount of nudity in this Which is really funny because, like, it hasn't even gotten that bad yet So There's, there's, just a, there's a lot of nudity in this
1: movie I'm <laughs> just going to put this out here, Mo If you leave your front door unlocked while you're getting a shower during the zombie apocalypse You deserve what's coming to you Right And what was coming to her was her husband, who was one of those cops in the previous scene um, and he arrived home in zombie form And then he comes Wait, into how do,
0: we, how do we know it's her husband?
1: Uh, was there a picture? I believe that was the guy who even said that he, his wife was home um, oh, all right. It might have been I believe the implication is that this is supposed to be one of the cops Totally fine but well, whether I mean, it is It's or...
0: definitely one of the cops because he's dressed as a cop but, uh... Yeah, he's dressed as a cop, that's right
1: uh, So he goes in and he bites her in the neck And we actually, it's a very nice effect of the It's a very cool effect of the neck being all torn open And spurting blood And then the movie does something uh, By the way, she she does appear to be smiling In the, the slow shot of her as she dies
0: <laughs>
1: And then it cuts to a radio again And this is in a different room Um and now the the radio guy The DJ is talking about That the place is overrun And they don't expect To last much longer And the person listening To this radio Is a, uh, a gentleman Who is working yeah. out Also a strange yeah. thing To be doing As the world right. Is turning to shit Right
0: Yeah He's he's doing push-ups He's doing sit-ups Etc You know Blah 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 And then He decides to take a shower Now I don't mind Repetition in film Sometimes Like I don't mind If, if, if scenes get repeated You know But back to back I mean it's literally Like Here's a shower scene Okay, now you saw the woman Here's a dude shower scene It's a there really... Str- I mean, it is such a weird decision That I almost it's respected a it It's super weird... De- yeah
1: Simply because it's like Why would anyone do that? And also, it is kind of equal opportunity, right? You got the, right. the woman Now you get the beefcake
0: Right, exactly
1: And we get some beefcake no, We get... It, it, the camera no, no even lingers it. over his chest
0: Yeah, and it goes pretty far down too But no dong shot in this
1: No story. dong shot for Mr. Man here uh, But <laughs> this guy also made the crucial error of leaving his door unlocked and who comes into his bathroom mo
0: the uh naked shower woman from the scene previous
1: and basically it's it's show it's kind of like the classic you tell two friends and you tell t- two friends and so on and so on a zombie right. is ter- like a woman is turned into a zombie she then turns this man into a zombie it's just getting crazy out there mo
0: it's like the world's longest game of telephone
1: this one is a much worse uh scene than the previous yeah. shower because he gets attacked but it's hard to tell what the hell is even going on. Yeah, yeah. I got the implication that they may not have even have been in the same room together. It's weird. Week three Mo, we're on to week Woo-hoo. three of the zombie apocalypse moving right along.
0: Yeah, Chirac playing the bass.
1: Chirac playing bass by himself, which is something that people did in the late 90s. I remember it very clearly.
0: <laughs> I have several bassist friends, and I remember them in the <laughs> 90s just bringing their
1: bass to school. and boo-doo, boo-doo,
0: boo-doo, boo-doo, boo-doo.
1: Can you imagine only learning to play the bass because every band needs some lame guy to play bass, but then all the bands in the world don't exist anymore because of the zombie apocalypse, and you're just a guy who knows how to play the bass?
0: Yeah, well, fun fun fact. Uh, I originally started as a bassist. (laughs) Uh I thought I was just implying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Switched over to drums, thank goodness, because it's such a manlier instrument. Really? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? Absolutely, it is. I I get I get to beat shit up. Yeah. The
1: look, there's a rhythm section. You got your bass and your drums, right? And right. uh, everyone's staring at that drummer. They're like, "Look at this guy! How he's pounding away, and he's keeping the beat, and he's keeping everything together." And they're just ignoring the bass player because all right. he's doing is going, dung, 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 dung,
0: dung, dung. Or, or if you're like Michael Anthony, <laughs> or if you're like Michael Anthony, it's just, "Do do 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 do
1: Classic. So this is Chirac, as you mentioned, uh, yep. blocked Jacques
0: Chirac, uh, and uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Man, we are, crack- we are cracking ourselves up this episode.
1: And uh, he's playing bass in uh, the underground, basically bunker that him and Argenta are, are staying yeah. in. Uh, it's sort basically. of in, it's sort of in the ground, in a gravel pit is the best way to describe it. A, fair, yeah, it's fair, a quarry, uh, yeah, quarry. That's right. We call them gravel pits back in Newfoundland, but you call it a quarry. Um, and they. Uh, they, it's a pretty great spot, very isolated, and I don't know why yeah. it exists. But it, in terms of a place to hold out for the zombie apocalypse, not only do they have a nice isolated place, it also has enough food apparently to last for two years for the both of them. A,
0: yeah, I, yeah, for both of them to last two year, for two years. That's a lot of burritos, Mo. It's a lot of burritos.
1: So she talks about how she does kind of want to check in on her sister, even though she's probably dead. Uh, and then um, we get. Something we don't see in movies very often A side wipe The, the screen wipes sideways a la Star Wars
0: <laughs> Star Wars, yeah <laughs> you know, It would have been much better if it was a star wipe But, you know And it's then fit those in. We get some shots of zombies walking around
1: an abandoned building But then it cuts to a very familiar figure It's the director, Brian Clement In his uh, zombie makeup from the very opening yeah. of the film
0: Yeah, zombie director
1: And in fact, uh, in case you didn't uh, get the reference to Lucio Fulci in this We do get close-ups of worms and maggots crawling in his eye socket Yeah Just like the classic uh, poster of the film Zombie Or Zombie Flesh Eaters if you live in the UK Or Zombie 2 If you live in Italy (laughs) So we see a guy running uh, uh, up a flight of stairs to get away from some zombies and he does, he does a really stupid thing in that he gets up to the top of the stairs And then tries to get into an elevator uh, Which, that like that's the last place you want to be <laughs> during a zombie apocalypse Yeah uh, He runs down a hallway while sad music plays in the soundtrack And um, <laughs> then he goes inside a very dilapidated bathroom And gets his yeah. neck, neck bitten by zombies And this time, this neck wound is even better Because it shows tons of blood just squirting out of it
0: I thought that was really cool. I mean, it's obvious, but it was it was a cool effect, and I thought it was fun.
1: There's some really good makeup effects coming up, so I'm, yeah. There's I'm, a
0: lot. There's a lot of them. I'm
1: so. I'm cool with the building to those. Sure. So then we get City Hall, Mo. We go to the City Hall, and uh, this is actually one of my favorite parts of the movie, even though it's not this particularly me... well acted. We see this older guy. Who's kind of just sitting uh, around uh, a table So he's having a meeting Everyone is dead for except for him Some of them are zombies And he says uh, this after a zombie kind of makes a noise
0: Counselor Franklin We discussed this item at the last meeting And if you had any objections to it You should have raised them then I'm quite comfortable with this agenda And I'm going to stand by it <laughs> Take that, Counselor Franklin
1: Well, you just stepped on him saying, I believe you're out of order, Counselor Oh, I'm sorry, my
0: bad, my bad bad.
1: I'll I'll bump the audio so they can hear it But um, that guy's performance is awful, but it's also kind of great because of how dry it is Yeah, yeah He's he's just, he's business as usual, he's going to have meetings It doesn't matter if people are dead, but he's also going to shoot people who disagree with him
0: it's, you know, it's red tape bureaucracy in uh in post-apocalyptic times. It's it's pretty fantastic. So then we get
1: more like com- in this case they're they're uh, they look more like army people as opposed to SWAT people from earlier. They're wearing camouflage and they're retreating from a bunch of zombies. Uh there are people who get like pulled into the darkness and then there's only one guy left who backs up into it's a, he's holding like his wounded friend, so I guess there's two of them left. He yeah. backs into what looks like a locker room. There's a lot of locations in this movie. They really are And then he does a a cool I'll be honest, if someone asked me to be in the movie Like this movie, I I would almost certainly say yes But I would say, if I'm going to die, can I die in a really cool way? And that's what this guy probably did Because he sits down And he takes a a grenade out He pulls the pin And he says
0: "Dinner's ready, fuckers Fantastic
1: It might have been better to have his his dialogue a little more audible than that (laughs) I also love that, okay, so he blows Obviously he just blew himself up with a grenade to also blow up a bunch of zombies at the same time Pretty badass But they they cut to the angle outside the the doorway so we can see everything go out And it's just this kind of puff of smoke (laughs) But, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do
0: so then we yeah, s- and uh, speaking of doing what you you know got to do what you got to do, we get okay. So here we get uh, our Argenta and Chirac are discussing the cops in the city and like and like what they think might happen, and I and they bring up the possibility of them using nuclear weapons. Yes, exactly,
1: and they're he he suggests that they're not going to do that because all they're going to end up with is radioactive zombies at that point, which would be what- cool. Which is cool, but not very reassuring. We should mention, since we haven't mentioned this yet, Mo, that this film, Meat Market, from the year 2000, is the first of a trilogy of movies. There are two Meat Market sequels. I will say after watching this movie, Mo, I'm actually very interested in checking out the sequels.
0: Yeah, I would have, yeah. I mean, I know I said that I said the exact same thing about Plaga Zombie, and never did. But I, I would check the sequels. Never out Never say never, Mo. We're we're going to,
1: in fact, inevitably we're going to go back to the Plaga Zombie sequels oh, at some point, with,
0: without a doubt. But I just meant like me personally, like I intended to go and watch the other movies just on my own for fun, for fun. Which I still made, which I still may do. They're they're still on YouTube, so I mean, whatever. Mo, I'm a
1: podcaster. I don't get to watch movies for fun anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You don't. You don't got to tell me. <laughs> So uh Shirak and Argenta are kind of uh I guess they're searching for supplies. They end up getting
0: overwhelmed. Uh See, This is a great scene because we get the zombies show up and then Argenta quick draws on them and that is a fucking cool moment. She actually has those kind of
1: quick draw classic yeah. cowboy guns on her sides as well.
0: Yeah, they're and they're they're very uh like Ornate, you know, like they're really well made looking guns.
1: You can tell I'm a real gun expert because I call them cowboy guns. <laughs> yeah, they're cowboy guns. So they, they end up hiding. Six shooters. They end up. Well, smart guy. Um, <laughs> they. We do get a quick shot of three women marching together somewhere. These women will become important momentarily as Sharok and Argenta hide in a bar. Uh, the sound is really bad in this scene, by the way. Um, they do but for a very, real though. Are they ever really that important? What? <laughs> oh, <laughs> we'll get to that in just a moment. <laughs> so they do a very poor job. Shirak and Argenta do a very poor job of fortifying this place. It seems like zombies are just getting in at every fucking entrance they possibly right. could. Uh, and just um, Argenta actually kicks one down and shoots it in the head. Another one gets in. And as it's about to approach them, the zombie gets shot from behind. And we are introduced to three women who are all dressed like they're in the Matrix Because it was the year 2000 when this movie came
0: out <laughs> Oh, this is the uh, this is the scene too where he like casually pushes one out the door And like lazily shoots his gun <laughs> <laughs> I do like that <laughs> It's fucking fantastic we,
1: uh, We'll get introduced to these people by name a little bit later But I'll say it right now who they are They are Nemesis, Valeria, and Tiamat Mm-hmm and Mo, what's notable about these three women?
0: Uh, they all are very much trying to be um, Carrie Ann Moss from The Matrix.
1: That's true. Anything else? Um, they're
0: uh, they have very sharp teeth.
1: Very sharp teeth. That's very <laughs> good. Uh, all three of them are absolutely terrible. And at-
0: <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, How- yeah, awful.
1: However, all three are very game, with one of them being particularly game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and uh, they are, as you kind of alluded to, Mo, and we'll just say it now. We're going to reveal it anyway. They're vampires. Vampiros. This movie has vampires and zombies, Mo. Oh, my. Mo, why is this movie called Meat Market? Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know. I, I I honestly don't know why it's called Meat Market
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I got no clue
1: So uh, they It's uh, a good name There's some witty back and forth dialogue About whether this is the last party in this shitty town And they ask if they have a car And they, uh, they, they decide, um, Argenta and Chirac decide That they're going to invite these three women along And they're going to get into their car and get away So they try to sneak outside And outside is a, a gas station, Mo And there are zombies everywhere as, as you do As you do And as they're sneaking along the side of this uh, location Which looks suspiciously like that convenience store from earlier in the movie um, the, One of the uh, vampire women Now this is going to be a sticking point for me I'm just going to say one of the vampire women It doesn't really fucking matter which one is which uh, Mo, you might have yep. more detail on this
0: I don't there I mean I only know who one of them is. The rest of them are completely interchangeable. Well, let's
1: let's okay, so one of them ha- they all three of them have short hair. Um, yes. one of them uh, is blonde and mm. who is Shimo?
0: I don't know. I think she might I only volatile. know I only know Nemesis. Which one is Nemesis? Nemesis is the game one. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah. No, but the blonde one is the game. One. Oh no no, that's right, that's right. That's um, that must be Valeria because they mention later that Tiamat isn't into the sex stuff anymore. Right, right. And Tiamat So okay, so I know which one is which. context clues.
1: <laughs> I will say, at the risk of sounding uh like a, like a pig, that I thought Tiamat was a very attractive young lady. She was very attractive. Uh, so moving on. Uh, Speaking of Tiamat, as they sneak along the side of the building, she says this
0: Wow, the last of the V8 Interceptors
1: Set up So if you are writing a movie and you're allowed to have attractive women in it You can get them to say really nerdy stuff referencing Mad Max for some reason Yes Uh, And then they all run over to the vehicle so they can pile pile into it and get away And we, uh, by the way, in this sequence you can clearly see that they have fangs So there's not much of a reveal later on But also there's something weird about the weapons that they wield Mo, what are the weapons all about?
0: Yeah, they use, like, they're these weird fucking, like, laser guns It's, this is such a strange term for the
1: movie to not only introduce vampires but then introduce vampires wielding laser
0: guns (laughs) and the thing about the laser guns too and i can't believe i'm saying this in a zombie film um anyway the thing about these laser guns is it seems like they could shoot the, the zombies anywhere and kill them yes like you notice that because because one of them gets shot right in the gut with the laser and it kills them yeah they're really effective weapons actually yeah, so so it's kind of strange. They don't
1: they don't <laughs> lean on them a little harder. So yeah. they all pile into the car while a few of them uh, shoot uh, with lasers and guns to, sh- to shoot some of the zombies. They all get in,
0: and then Shirak says this. Oh, god, I fucking hate. <laughs> listen, so listen much. really carefully to this. Oh, horse do, do we have to? Oh, god, I fucking hate him so much. Let's listen. Away from this cursed spot, this cursed land, where the devil and his children still walk with their feet. so uh, thank away. goodness thank, thank goodness, the period on that sentence was them running over a zombie head that that sounds the w- yeah was a really great actually effect of a zombie's head. It getting, was fantastic
1: him saying away from this cursed spot,
0: this cursed land, where the devil and then you can't <laughs> understand what the fuck he says at the end, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like just just wooden. And monotone, and oh my god, it might be the dumbest
1: moment in the entire movie.
0: But he does lines like this like three or four more times in the film, and like each one of them is just as stupid. I'm sure it's a quote from something, it's just that it's super lame. Yeah, it's I think he he quotes
1: the Bible maybe later on. Who cares? I don't care. Shut up, (laughs) Shiroc. So they drive back to the uh, gravel pits. And the women uh, who are in the car, just as another little wink wink they're com- they're complaining that it's getting bright outside in fact, there's a little bit of day for night shooting here or it's supposed to be like dawn um, for night um, yeah. and and it uh it doesn't look that great, but then they get to this location and they're constantly talking about how they want to get inside because it's getting light outside uh there's actually kind of a fun. Uh, ending to that where you discover later it, they're actually not susceptible to sunlight like a vampire would be they just really
0: don't like it well yeah they they say that the uh the p- like pvc clothing that they're wearing right it gets really gets hot. gets really hot during the day <laughs> and i'm like and i'm like uh, that's a good joke it's a good i mean it's poorly delivered but it's a good joke the uh
1: the you can tell again when we were making rock paper scissors forever ago you can always tell when we did a really bad job of doing like a white balance because every time you look at the sky, it's just bright white instead of blue, and all of these sequences have this <laughs> bright white sky. Um, yeah. So they go inside their their bunker that the that the um, and Argenta are staying in, and they do they go in and Shirak puts this rickety wooden pallet up against the door as as like the only line of defense. Yep, And it comes into play later Like we see it How ineffective it is later (laughs) So this is when Like for the first time Even though they had that long drive there This is the first time They start asking them questions We get a little bit of uh, elaboration here uh, uh, Regarding who they are They tell us who their names are Sorry They tell us what their names are And um, then they also
0: explain That they are vampires Mm Mm-hmm and they, don't, and, and they don't believe them at first, you know, as, as you do Like, why would you believe somebody when they say, oh, well, we're vampires you Well, know? because there are zombies <laughs> Well, right, exactly, and that's their excuse that's, that's exactly what they say to them
1: And their uh, further explanation, and by the way, uh, this is uh, going to be said by Valeria uh, I would say the weakest of the three actresses However, she does have her uses um, <laughs> <wolf>. <laughs> And she says
0: yeah, we're the real deal. We're vampires, the blood-sucking undead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they sort of explain that vampires are in style now, so it's easier for them to kind of sneak around. Which is absolutely the truth. Yeah. By the truth, by the way, it was one hundred percent true back in two thousand. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, that being said, they're, they they wouldn't blend in anywhere. I mean, unless they're like in a goth club. So they all they have fangs out all the time. That's got to be time. that's got to be
1: uncomfortable. We also get uh, more backstory for Valeria and not sorry. We also get more backstory for Argenta and Sharok, where they mention how they were used to be bounty hunters for a private security firm, and that they were uh, doing some medical experiments. And they ended up bringing people in for experiments, like as bounty hunting. And right. soon it seemed they started to suspect that what they were bringing actually was food for something.
0: Yeah, and here's the deal Okay, so from this moment on Until about the last uh, God, I want to say 10 minutes of the movie or so is just straight exposition It's just exposition dialogue After exposition dialogue Just nonstop. It's almost painful the, the, There's a lot
1: that's going to be going on Between now and the end of the movie But yeah. it's, it's one of those things where the movie Is really just starting now And it's both going to kick into high and low gear at the same time In that lots of shit's going to happen But it's just going to be constantly interrupted by things And this movie absolutely shoots itself in the foot in the last half hour By just bringing things to a fucking halt For reasons that are very good But we'll see (laughs) We'll see what that's all about a little bit later So, we, uh, basically what's going to happen with this group is uh the vampires I think this is going to be explained in just a little bit but I'm just gonna talk about it now anyway uh, they're gonna split into two groups Sharak and one of the vampires are going to go looking for
0: um, I believe it's Tiamat who goes with Tiamat it. and who do they go yeah. looking for mo? They go to look for um, the doctor, Dr.
1: Oppenheimer Dr. Oppenheimer And then uh, Argenta and the other two vampires They go looking for someone else But we're not going to reveal who that is yet No, 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 no. yeah
0: that, That's, I mean, I sort of did if you're Facebook friends with me so, but, but we're not going to on the show yet so right
1: now we get introduced to Dr. Oppenheimer before they go meet him. We don't know who he is at this point. We see zombies walking around an office building. And we see a jail cell, which, again, is very impressive to see in this fucking movie.
0: Yeah, I, 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 well, I mean, that's what we were saying. Like, Like, the locations in this movie, top fucking notch. I mean, really well done.
1: And there are zombies in this ge- in these cells, and the zombies actually look really great in this scene as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, they do.
1: So we see a scientist guy who is Dr. Oppenheimer, as we'll find out in a little bit. And he apparently is locked into this place with some sort of army commander or officer who is super pissed. He's basically, I guess, the Joe Pilato of this movie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's, he's super angry at Dr. Oppenheimer for, for, I guess, continuing his work while things are going to shit. Um, and this is where, as you mentioned before, Mo, that Dr. Oppenheimer gives the army guy uh, a little hint for taking care of the zombies. He says. Mm. Aim for the head. Brain still commands center of the body, even once the infestation is taken over completely. Thanks, Doc. It does me a lot of good knowing that now. Maybe if we knew that before we got in the city. <laughs> The charisma of Canadians, well on display here. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, there, there there is a great moment here, and it's it's probably one of the the finer bits of acting in the film, and it's done by one of the zombies. Um, there's a moment where Oppenheimer is testing like the attention, you know, like follow the pen sort of thing right. with one of the zombies, and he's just staring straight ahead, like just doing everything in his power to not look at the pen. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one, it's honestly, it's one of my favorite moments in the entire movie, and it's. Just, it's just such Like, it's such an unintentionally funny Throwaway not gag (laughs) It's so good I love it, I love it So the army guy threatens to leave Dr. Oppenheimer says,
1: yeah, you should go That means I'll have more food to stay alive Yeah, exactly, go ahead And then the implication is the guy leaves
0: Yeah
1: Uh, Then we see uh, zombies on the street Buccadee da beep
0: uh, there's a great moment. There's a great moment in this t- right here, uh, as they're walking. You can hear the PVC clothing squeaking as they're walking, <laughs> and it's like my notes say. Back in the city, Argenta and a couple of the Vamps squeak their way through the city because you just hear. Quirp, 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 quirp. <laughs>
1: So, uh, yeah, so that's that group, Argenta and the two vampires yeah. They're going to go uh, uh, see somebody They're going into a building, but there's tons of zombies in the front So they decide to go through uh, the back door And this is the yeah. point, by the way, I was like How many locations do they have for this fucking movie? It really is mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Victoria, B.C. is not some sort of post-apocalyptic wasteland But they found some smashed up buildings <laughs> Yeah Sharok and the other vampire lady, what was her name? Did you say again? Uh, t- that's Tiamat Okay, so Tiamat and Sharok. Uh, They are walking through an abandoned building uh, elsewhere Uh, And in fact, we don't know at this point, but they're going to see Dr. Oppenheimer Chirac shows he has a bag of guns with him uh, And he says the reason he does have so many guns is because he has lousy eyesight So he likes to have a lot of uh, ammo available to him
0: Oh, is that what he says? I thought he said he had lousy aim
1: Well, maybe he has lousy eyesight and lousy aim, Mo, Sure, sure uh, a zombie pops out and Shirak shoots him and they do this really stupid effect Where the screen is like goes black and uh, light and black and light as a way to uh, uh, intimate that he's shooting a gun But it looks very, very silly
0: And there's also a nice little flub here where he accidentally calls TM at Argenta Oh, does he? Yeah Why didn't you tell me that, Mo? I would have loved... I love the flubs uh- and- the, Honestly, the, I only finished this movie like an hour ago Oh, that's so, right or, That, like, that would have made know. it difficult <laughs>
1: So, <yeah>. Shirak, <laughs> so, uh, one of the zombies he kills is a, a cop And he goes to lean over to it To see if the cop has a gun And while he does it uh, Tiamat moves its head Just to scare the shit out of him
0: uh, yeah, this is this is the moment where he calls her. He's like, "Why'd you do that, Argenta?" And like, like how did through the whole process of editing them not notice that? Yeah, well, but hey, you know what? It's it's in there. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe I heard it wrong. But that's what my notes say. So
1: well, I didn't I didn't notice it, but I trust Mo that your attention when you don't have a lot of children running around is top notch. Yeah, this is
0: definitely post crazy children phase. So. I was paying attention at this point
1: A zombie hand reaches out and grabs Shirok from behind And a Tiamat laser blasts the window And he, <laughs> he says, where did you get that anyway? Pew, pew, pew She says, send away Which I think is supposed to be a joke Yeah <laughs> Elsewhere, Mo We are now introduced to your favorite character in the movie Only 49 minutes in Yeah Uh, By the way, this movie is a full-length feature It is 90 minutes uh, uh, Actually, a couple minutes longer than that Um, And it only feels three and a half hours (laughs) Well, there's a lot going on Who is this character, Mo? We are introduced to a gentleman He is sitting down um, And he is wearing uh, the mask Of the great luchador Blue Demon However, he is not Blue Demon Who is he, Mo? He is El Diablo Azul El Diablo Azul Now, who is El Diablo Azul,
0: Mo, in this movie? Uh he is played by Cam Pipes. Now who's who this? Is, who's this? Cam Pipes. Cam Cam Pipes is one of the two lead singers to Three Inches of Blood. Right.
1: Now if a band has two lead singers, I suspect that they
0: sound a lot like the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. They they do. In fact, they even have one like completely metaled up guy who just skanks around the stage the entire time. Uh, the the Ben Carr of the group. Um, that's why all believe- of El Diablo Azul's dialogue is pick it up, pick it up, pick it up.
1: <laughs> in in fact, El Diablo Azul, even though he's played by that
0: gentleman that you just mentioned, Mo, he is voiced. Yeah, he's 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 played by a guy who is known for his voice, and his, all of his dialogue is
1: overdubbed. It's overdubbed by Ivan Mead. Uh, doing I don't know if he's doing a strong. Um, uh, uh, Spanish accent Or if that's actually his voice um, But uh, but it's obviously This is a luchador So he has to sound yeah. As if he's from Mexico
0: Yeah, he's got to sound Mexican uh,
1: And in fact, the implication here Is that he, this isn't just a luchador This is the kind of luchador uh, that you saw in the El Santo movies Like the El Santo and Blue Demon movies Where they mm. fight monsters and have adventures And they're sort of super spies uh, And he's sort of like a older version of that
0: Yeah, and I'm actually really glad That they went with the Blue Demon mask Over the El Santo mask Because, I don't know, I have, a, I have this weird reverence For the Santo mask
1: The weird thing is that Well, I actually have a pretty strong <laughs> reverence For the Blue Demon mask uh, But <laughs> um, the it's strange that they made this movie Meat market in the year 2000 And in 2001, uh, in Ottawa, Canada They made Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter Which also had a character in a Lucha Libre mask In that case, it was the El Santo mask Right, right, and I remember that. I remember. And that. in fact, the character is almost exactly the same as how this character is played here.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you Canadians.
1: This, uh, by the way, uh, El Diablo Azul also has a bunch of Lucha Libre like memorabilia around his apartment, which is actually
0: pretty terrific. He does it's not seem really cool. too bothered by the fact that zombies just seem to wander into his apartment every few minutes. Yeah, to the point. Yeah, to the point that like his door is not even closed. He um, grabs a zombie. Uh, and by the way, he grabs him and he starts swearing at him and saying, Take that well, he, shoot, he he shoots the first one. Right. And then like he misses <coughs> the second one and but runs out of bullets. Right. And yeah, and then and then he starts doing these like really, really piss poor grappling moves. Yeah, I wish he I
1: actually kinda wish that he was a little more
0: capable <laughs> in
1: regards yeah. to that. Uh he does say this, however, we get a sense of what he sounds like. You challenge me, El Diablo Azul? Very well.
0: I accept. Hey, one more, take that! Hey, you want more? Take that! Uh, you know he's, You know what he sounds like? He sounds like a not quite as over the top Razor Ramon. <laughs> you know. He then does something which, by the way, is a really terrific moment,
1: though also a little confusing. He takes a guy. It uh, takes one of the zombies under his arm, and he brings it <laughs> over to a circular saw.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And puts the zombie's head under it and chops the fucking head like the top like the skull cap off with the circular saw. Yeah. And we even get like a yeah. nice close up of the skull cap falling
0: off and like meaty brains falling out. It's pretty cool. Now, when I was a kid growing up, my father had a workshop, so like I, you know, the uh, we had a chop saw, you know, we had a circular saw. And like thinking of how pissed off he would have been if I had done Something like this Right With it You know because Those things are not Fucking cheap and like, They show the blade Afterwards and it's Fucking messed at, up at, dude Yeah it's just Gore It's fucking hilarious But such a good effect
1: <laughs> So he's about I to get it. Attacked by a zombie When it's suddenly shot By in this case Argenta,
0: Which is something That's basically Already been done before But his reaction yeah, is he's got, Yeah he's got He's got two Two zombies coming at him And she just puts a, puts The guns up to both Their heads And shoots them both at the same time. Right place. and he goes Vampiros Lesbos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, they, the the women vampires and Argenta, have actually come to retrieve him. He is yeah. he is the, the their helper. He is the person that they think can help them in the zombie apocalypse because apparently they have tangled in the past. Because uh, if you are a fan of Lucha Libre movies, uh, a number of them feature vampire women. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I like that it all kind of connects up like that, but it's also.
0: This movie gets ridiculous in a fucking hurry. Like, like, on, like, no joke though. Like this, like that entire concept alone, like the El Diablo Azul, you know, vampire women thing. Like that could have been the movie itself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Them against vampires. We didn't really need these cool lead characters. Though that said, yeah. I, my understanding we is we didn't
0: need 1990s, you know, Julia Stiles, you know, <laughs> and this weird. I, actually, guy I do. Him. I do need 1990s Julia Stiles. <laughs> Oof, yeah, don't you? Don't tell me, man. She was in my notebook. I'll tell you that much. What a hot thing to say um,
1: Dr. Oppenheimer uh, He is uh, back to work again Working on a zombie hand covered in maggots He's running tests on mm-hmm. the blood apparently And then Shirak and the uh, uh, Who's the vampire lady with him again? Tiamat Tiamat They come in That's who they are going to retrieve Or at least get some information from um, The doctor actually recognizes Shirak Because they both worked at the same company Mm-hmm he goes, but I don't remember your name, and Shirak goes, ah, I was being paid on the table
0: anyway <laughs> yeah i I did like that the fact that like he still he didn't even tell tell him his fucking name. It's great. The doctor, by the way, also has the classic
1: explanation for why he's hanging out here he His plan is that he's going to wait till winter, and all the the zombies that haven't already decomposed are going to be frozen, and then he can just get out of there,
0: yeah, which by the way now doc now Dr. Oppenheim. Plays. Me and my buddies used to watch movies. You know, as I imagine, a lot of the people listening to this podcast uh, have had, you know, where we would watch movies. Actually, most nights and almost all of this style of movies has that one character that we call like the wise old man, or sometimes we just call him we call him Joe exposition. By the way, Mo, I've called I
1: called him Doctor Oppenheimer a few times now. It's obviously yes, as you mentioned, Doctor Oppenheimer. Dr. Oppenheimer was the guy who helped create the atomic bomb The which, atomic bomb, yeah <laughs> Which this guy may um, be a reference to in some way
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I can only imagine But, like, he go, he goes into this just fucking, like I, God, I want to say, like, ten straight minutes of of just exposition, explaining everything about the you know, like he's the he's the wise old man. He tells them everything they need to know about the zombies. He tells them he's working on a cure and and this that the it's like oh for fuck's sake, we it could have we, been so much so much shorter.
1: This is the scene where we find out how the zombie apocalypse happened. Basically, yes, they were working on nanobots, which they don't call nanobots. They basically just say that they were they were creating little tiny robots to cure cancer uh, or. Yeah. Diseases in general, but certainly cure cancer As well, and while they were doing that They found out that uh, That once these little robots consumed A host body, the collective Consciousness takes over, and they basically Become motorized instinct to borrow A phrase from Dawn of the Dead Um, Which actually is a fairly decent Explanation for a zombie apocalypse
0: yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. When, I like to... when it's summarized like I just did, as opposed to 10 minutes of dialogue. <laughs> right, exactly. But that's the thing. It's like this is, this is an entire thing that could have been dealt with in like two lines. Uh, we do have Shirok uh, as- actually
1: asking about. Uh, the doctor's obviously hiding something, and he says. All
0: right, what do you know that you're not telling us? What do you mean? Never really did know what you did for the company. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> what did you work on, Victor? I don't know what you mean. What's keeping in there?
1: I only, I only left that in there because Gosh, of his. You
0: probably already know.
1: Oh well. Yeah, he doesn't really explain anything there, but him saying, I don't know what you mean. <laughs>
0: Yeah, my, my notes here say this is the vaguest conversation ever. <laughs> but, there, but there is a really great line coming up, though, where uh, I believe it's uh, Tiamat who says, So what we're dealing with here are decomposing cannibalistic cyborgs? <laughs> Which is such a great line! <laughs> Uh, there
1: is a moment here also where Shirak says some more stupid poetry or quotes from something But we'll just ignore that wow. for now uh, The Doctor yep. wants to stay And basically he's he's making up for the fact that he helped create this in the first place So he, he won't be able to leave until he uh, right. is able to cure it He believes he can actually cure the zombie plague Which uh, I don't understand how after the robots have composed uh, basically uh, eaten the whole body that that's going to be possible But he thinks he can do it
0: Right, and uh, th- there there is another one other tidbit of information in this that I thought was interesting, and that they that he specifically says that these nanobots were not designed to be airborne; that they can only be exchanged through bites, which is why the zombies bite each other or bite people basically. Yeah,
1: and that's that's how the it spread. It didn't spread because yeah. people were breathing it in or anything. Like and that.
0: he also says he also says and this comes in, this comes into into play very soon that that the effects can take anywhere from a few days to a few weeks to show. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll happen in a second. Um yeah. we cut back to El Diablo Azul who's telling a story about his love making and wrestling skill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how women loved it when he kept the mask on while they were making love.
0: Sure,
1: uh, we realize then uh, that they have uh, shared battles in the past. Him and the vampire women. He he name checks the Mayan ape instead of uh, the uh, the I guess it's at the Mayan mummy in the classic Lucha Libre movies. Anyway, he makes references yeah. to classic Lucha Libre, Libre movies. Right. Um, uh, so let's see. Where are we? Are we? We're not back at the place yet. That the at the. Uh, at the uh, Bunker No, I
0: think I I feel like Shirak and ne- He's Oh, I'm sorry He's not with Tiamat He's with Nemesis Oh, God, sorry Oh, did he was we with fight Nemesis that up The whole time? That, <laughs> that, yeah, the whole fucking time He was with Nemesis Jesus uh, They kind of discuss Her history a bit uh, I'll be goddamned If I remember anything They said Oh, I Okay, so yeah, yeah, so we
1: go back to Shirak and Not Tiamat uh, Yeah And, and they're t- they're having a quick conversation. She mentions how old she is she's over a hundred years old, and he wants to know if she's a lesbian basically uh because uh he wants to get his freak on um and she 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 also <laughs> um she says that they are not above regular relationships and they're about to get deeper into it and then zombies start appearing and they run into a nearby building and that is uh good because they end up um running into Argenta they they Okay, so they all end up meeting each other Eventually In yeah. just a second while zombies are there I don't understand why Argenta and the two other uh, vampire women and El Diablo Azul Why do they go to another apartment building? I don't know where they're headed no. at that point I guess they really are trying to meet up with him But that's never really established It's not because what happens is, while they're going into another building and they run into more zombies, Shirak and um, and what's Nemesis. her name? Nemesis. <laughs> Nemesis. They they hide in <laughs> a they hide in an abandoned gym until the streets are cleared. They say uh, that's what
0: they were saying they wanted to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, they kind of get into a place. They also mention in this sequence that Shirak is a vegetarian, which I think is a, a conflict of what we saw earlier that he enjoyed burritos very much. Are they vegetarian burritos? Is that even possible, Mo?
0: Yes, very much so.
1: I wrote into my notes. I don't care about the mythology at this point. Stop establishing <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, they, and
0: I do. I like like you know they, they talk about like how. How he must smell to the zombies And, like, uh, how she smells Like, uh, the whole thing's fucking ridiculous it's So really ridiculous
1: So, they go into this place to, to wait for the streets to clear out a little bit They're literally in there for two minutes And then he's like, let's go
0: <laughs> Yeah, and, I mean, even on top of that, though Like, they're in there for two minutes And they start getting overrun
1: Yeah, and, in fact, yeah. then they end up in the locker room of this gym um, And uh, Nemesis runs into... Um, Runs into a zombie and drops her gun. They end up fighting, and then she smashes the zombie's head with like a, a weight. Which is pretty cool because it's a gym, you see. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. So then the other group, uh, Tiamat <laughs> uh, and Valeria, and <laughs> I'm trying Argenta. to remember them all now. Argenta and El Diablo Azul. They they enter another apartment which has a kiss poster on the wall. So I'm absolutely angry right from the start. <laughs> I loved it Well, the other weird thing about this apartment is that there's a blue demon poster on the wall Which seems to contradict the fact that we have El Diablo Azul with the same fucking mask on Um, Yeah So in this case, there are some corpses littering the floor But there's also a gentleman sitting on the couch wearing like a a ski mask or a balaclava or something like that Uh, Ski mask, yeah Ski mask, let's go with ski mask Yeah and uh, wait, isn't a balaclava. Is, is it also a balaclava? Am
0: I getting that right? No, balaclava is when, is when you have the one big hole. That's right. Okay. Ver- versus the. Yeah. So he's wearing a ski holes. mask, and they encounter this guy.
1: And I was very confused that they decided to add another character at this point in the movie, especially one who is this fucking terrible at acting. Oh, yeah. This guy is awful. And in fact, he looks them over and he says this Look
0: like a bloody circus. Were you army? Private Holden, eighty fifth airborne. We were parachuted in the outskirts of the city, in the <laughs> woods. We were supposed to reinforce the perimeter, but there wasn't one
1: by the time we
0: got there. The body? I mean, one was here when I came; the other I did myself. One of those things. Know, so sorry. Anyway, that's
1: enough of this fucking guy. He's <laughs> awful. And I was wondering, it's like, why did they put this guy in the movie? That gets revealed in just a couple minutes. Oh yeah So they decide to take this guy with them uh, Because Valeria obviously is interested in him sexually Wink uh, wow. We also get a look at his wounded arm And they ask what it's all about And he says that he cut it on some barbed wire Wink <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh the cla- the classic I cut it on something He was just holding out in this apartment As they're in there Another zombie comes in uh, El Diablo Azul fights with it And he ends up smashing its head with an elbow <laughs> and laughs. They, uh, they all decide to leave together. There are a bunch of zombies outside the door. We hear gunfire, and it's Shirok uh, and Nemesis who have uh, met up with them. All of our group is together.
0: Yeah, this is a uh, like there, uh, there's a moment. I th- I feel like there's a moment within the within, you know, five or six minutes where multiple people ask El Diablo Azul what his name is and he tells them. <laughs> like I feel I feel like they wanted to put the phrase El Diablo Azul in in as many times as they as they possibly could and I'm okay with that. So let's make this clear. So there's about
1: 20 20 minutes left in this movie, maybe a little bit more than that. Yeah. And you'd be like, "Wow, it looks like we're moving towards the end of the movie and we are." So this next bit is going to go very very quickly because not a lot Happens,
0: <laughs>
1: so the whole group goes back to uh, the the bunker uh, where right. uh, Valeria and Shirak uh, uh, were were staying. Not sorry, where Argenta. Ar- Argenta, yeah, Sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. Too many goddamn characters at this. That's
0: story. fine. There's too many names, and they're all idiotic. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, they're inside. Um, uh, valeria this, is what, this by the way this this is like when el diablo azul goes from being like a fun character to being like an amazing character <laughs> because he doesn't say anything he's like wearing a full sweatsuit and he's just like training in the back you know <laughs> while people are talking you know he's like he's like arm curling a kid's tricycle and he's like punching metal pipes and he's it's Fantastic He's he's chewing the shit out of the scenery And stealing the scenes Without saying a single fucking word Like I don't give a shit what Chirac and Nemesis are talking about I know they're kind of talking about like sexy time stuff I don't care <laughs> I'm watching El Diablo Azul train in the background So Valeria takes the masked
1: guy Into the other room Oh yeah And they start making out And I'm like, oh, I guess they're going to put a sex scene In this late part of the movie That's okay But it's not just a sex scene, Mo Mm -mm. Because uh, even though he leaves his mask on uh, He takes his pants (laughs) off You can
0: leave your mask on
1: And uh, we get to see her stroke his erect penis Yeah, this is a Graphic scene Now, again, uh, there are some uh, shots in this sequence Which are only available in the unrated version of the movie those shots involve uh, Penetration Not like close-up penetration But obvious Actual unsimulated sex Happening on screen
0: Right, right
1: For For no particular reason It's not even like It's pornographic In a way that you'd watch And be like Oh, I'm so turned on It just seems to just happen Right? And it's only lasts for like A couple of minutes And then it's over But it's while yeah, it's, it's going way on, too a- way too accurate of a scene. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she strokes his dick. Uh, there's some cowgirl action, and then uh, that's I wrote down. That explains why they put the two worst actors in the movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the two that are willing to stick bits and parts into each other. Sure. So then
1: uh, it just cuts to a little bit later on, and he's asleep. But then the camera lingers
0: on the wound on his arm. He now beca- you know. Yeah, now, now you know you know the classic scene in in when like post post coitus you know movie scenes where like the guy has his chest completely exposed, but the woman is covered up all the way to her neck. Uh huh. Like I I really appreciated the fact that they didn't do that in this. <laughs> you know, it's almost like the opposite. Like he's completely covered up and she's just hanging out. I thought that was fucking great.
1: While they're sleeping, he becomes zombified. Um, she it tries to attack her, but he uh. Uh, his zombie self does not realize that she has vampire strength. She Mm. pushes him over and then lasers him to death. And then that finishes with... Why does this
0: always happen (laughs) to me? You know, if that line had been, like, delivered (laughs) slightly better, like, that would have been a killer joke. No pun intended. No, no pun, pun intended. intended. <laughs> uh, uh, back,
1: we actually then cut back to Doctor Oppenheim who is uh, doing some uh, like surgery on a
0: Whistling Ode to Joy. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's great, but he's like the, he has a, a zombie that he's doing like uh, operating on, and its mm. stomach is exposed. It actually looks really good, really revolting. It's awesome, uh, and we see him. He grabs a shotgun and just sort of walks off. Um, then we get back to the bunker where Shirak and uh, Nemesis are talking. Uh, he asks her for some reason if she's a nymphomaniac, and uh, she says, "Of course not. A nymphomaniac gets no pleasure from what she does." Ooh. Uh, and and they basically they talk about sex uh, for
0: no real yeah, reason. It- no, there's no real reason at all uh, and Tiamat, they, they talk about This is the scene where they talk about how Tiamat's not interested in that anymore And how she doesn't quite understand that And then it's time for the lesbian sex scene Yeah, so so basically Nemesis is coming on to Shirak,
1: But while she's doing that, Valeria comes out uh, after just killing that guy Grabs her specifically to have sex with her And then we get another sex scene
0: I do like how when she walks off she goes, so
1: long sweet stuff Yeah, right? Yeah <laughs> I I like the fact that she is, uh, I guess, in the same room with the corpse of the guy she just had sex with And she's still uh, having some hot lesbian action
0: She's she's into it, and it's fine
1: Uh, And as, by the way, it it cuts right from them uh, having lesbian sex to a zombie head with worms and maggots on
0: it (laughs) Can I also state for the record that this is way closer to Barely Legal Lesbian Vampires uh, than, than actual fairly legal than act, than actual fairly legal lesbian <laughs> vampires was <laughs> um
1: so so we go back to doctor Oppenheim, he's still working away. We yeah, see he's
0: cutting into a rotting zombie head, which is pretty cool. We
1: we see a zombie wander into where the other zombies are in cells, and we see that it's actually the army guy from before who has now been mm. turned into a zombie and I guess his memory allowed him to come back and free the other zombies. It's a little
0: bit confusing to be totally honest because we don't actually see him like how he opens the cells. Yeah, there's there's like a weird like, I, like I, it's almost kind of interesting to watch the zombies almost become a little bit more intelligent as the, well as the movies movie progresses. And, and there and that it there gets, is follow-up. it gets a little yeah it gets a little Land of the Dead
1: yeah, yeah very quickly considering this is only yeah. supposed to be the third week <laughs> so. Um, the 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 zombies all get out of their cells Oppenheim notices that Of course and he starts shooting at them But he should have taken his own advice to shoot them in the head uh, Because right. um, He gets bitten I think very quickly He melts He melts the arm of one of the zombies With acid Do you remember this? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He like drops him at like a beaker full of acid on one of the zombies' arm, and it's like, wow, he that's pretty cool, but it looks really, really silly. And then he tries yeah. to leave, and then another zombie grabs him and eats him. So th- that whole thing was a waste of time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's it. They're they're wrapping up. They're wrapping up threads.
1: Yeah. You gotta you gotta kill him off. Gotta explain yeah. who that ar- what happened to that army guy from earlier for some reason.
0: He <laughs> <laughs> was a very important character. We need to know these things. <laughs>
1: So, boy, now there's a really confusing thing. We see back to the bunker where all the our entire group gets into a car, uh, and they end up going to what what eventually is revealed to be a mall, though they don't really establish that very well. We see Shirak, Argenta, and Tiamat. they're walking together through like a hallway. They run into a locked door, and they're like, "Oh no, what are we gonna do?" I suppose they could've knocked it down or maybe shot off a lock or something. But instead, Tiamat turns into smoke and goes. Yeah, she the missed door. forms.
0: She missed forms.
1: <laughs> she misforms like it's Castlevania three. Yep. Um, and she uh, goes to the other side and opens the door just to prove that she has more vampire powers. By the way, I, f- I really feel like that's the kind of skill that they could have used earlier in some circumstance. <laughs> and of course, now I got the
0: Castlevania fucking music going. You know. Yeah. No. Come on. Continue. No, I'm done. Thank you. It's it's playing in my head. Trust me. So they they find like a an ammo like a,
1: a store full of weapons and they yeah go I up. feel
0: like this was supposed to be like a like an army navy type place
1: which makes sense right they need to get supplies so, but it wouldn't have taken much for one to say let's go get some supplies
0: right exactly so they're in the place they're in
1: the store uh, there's a part for, where for a
0: movie that's so for a movie that's so obsessed with exposition you'd think they would at least have time for one establishing line. <laughs> I figure that what happened here is They were getting They realized
1: suddenly Oh wait We set up that thing earlier With Argenta's sister We need to have an ending to it uh, right, Instead right. of just cutting out that line from earlier Because who gives a shit uh, So there, there's a blanket on the floor Of this store that they're in Tiamat goes to check it out And it's, we feel like there's going to be Like a jump scare But actually uh, There is But it's from a zombie Attacking from a different direction uh, Right
0: And he, you know Here's the thing this, this, Here's my problem with this scene What they should have done is they should have stretched this scene out, and and trust me, I am in no way arguing that this movie should be longer, but what they should have done is cut the line from before, stretched this scene out a little bit longer, you know, like, to establish who this character is, more than just one line of them saying, oh, that's gentle sister. You know, and I then agree. having Chirac go to kill it just would it would have made it that much better. I mean, yeah, cool, great. You know, Argenta takes the time, you know, like to do the deed herself. But there's like there's no hesitation at all. You know, Chirac's like almost immediately going to kill her. She's like, no, and then she goes and kills her. So, I mean, no emotional payoff, man.
1: So you basically have just revealed what happens, which is fine. They, they, they yeah, that's fine. They, we were gonna say it anyway. They go to leave. <laughs> Argenta's sister in zombie form is out there. Shirak says a bunch of stupid shit And then yeah. goes to shoot her Then Argenta pushes him out of the way And shoots her sister instead And it, right. it's supposed to be an emotional moment But it does It falls really really flat Because if who gets, Especially at this point in the movie fun. Right yeah, It
0: would have been yeah. different
1: also Maybe even if they showed a picture Of her sister earlier Or even defined <laughs> yeah. their relationship In any way outside of I have a sister
0: See, that's actually not a bad idea What they should have done is instead of having that line earlier Had a moment wa- seeing her looking at a picture of her sister yeah, or something. And then later we would have seen her And oh, that's her sister, shit I mean, this movie's you only know? 17 years old I mean, they can still re-edit it <laughs> Sure, yeah, why not?
1: Then it Dad cuts Clement, do this It cuts right back to This is so strange Okay, so it cuts right back to the, the a bunker where they're all staying And suddenly, for some reason that is completely undefined we see a bunch of zombies start to paw at the ground, uh, the gravel above the bunker. Yeah. There's no explanation. It is well, supposed to be in the middle. Well,
0: well, we didn't talk about? What? Oh, never mind. It's just this is where we are here. Yeah. yeah this never is right. where go we ahead, are. Go ahead. Yeah. I know where we are. I know where we are. Go ahead.
1: So we only see them pawing <laughs> at the ground. We don't see how they necessarily get into the bunker, which is, of course, in a completely different location anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but s- somehow we are then cut to the inside of the bunker. Where that one stupid wooden pallet against the door Immediately gets knocked over No problem at all <laughs> The zombies are not being kept out Even a little bit They could have put something against that door So all of the rest of the uh, are, are, are good guys They all run off They're all headed somewhere And we see Argenta And she's working on something And they're like We gotta go And she's like Just a second And we don't know what it is And then she runs off Mo And what was she working on? Ugh She set us up the bomb She was setting off a bomb to blow up all the zombies that got in. It's, the, the explosion when it goes off, it looks really stupid. However, it actually is an explosion. They blew up something yeah. in order to make it happen. So I will give yeah. them many, many points for that.
0: Yeah, they probably should have added some gasoline, you know, like a little little gasoline. I don't picks, understand picks why all the characters games. didn't just head for the car
1: and drive off. It's never really right. explained why they don't do that.
0: Well, it's like they're trying to figure out where the zombies are going to be coming from But you're right Like, in, in a perfect world, in a smart world They would have just said, well, there's the car that we need to go to Let's just go there Or but, a, they stand, but they stand around, and then shit happens
1: So yeah, so they're basically in this kind of uh, Almost like a desert-looking, gravelish place uh, and, yeah. and they're walking across it And suddenly, zombies are everywhere Because the hands start coming up from the ground uh, and and they, we, we get a A whole sequence of zombies Kind of digging out of the ground And coming out It doesn't really make any sense Right? I, right Unless they were the zombies That were underground On their bunker And crawling their way out Because these zombies No it doesn't really I guess they were hiding I guess the zombies were hiding For this circumstance um, One of the zombies nice. by the way
0: has a mohawk in the scene, which I thought was very amusing. <laughs> I thought that was cool too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's tons of there's tons of gunfire, there's tons of laser gun shooting. There's a Al-Piabo. head there's there's two head explosions. There's two head explosions. There's it's wrestling Al-Piabo. that happens dual is is wrestling the zombies.
1: It's also hard to tell who ends up getting uh taken out of the movie here. It
0: looks like at one well, point that Shirac gets, yeah. gets bitten. Shirac gets bitten uh, um, El Diablo Azul has his head ripped off Has his head ripped off, that's right And Tiamat gets pulled Tiamat's the first to go She gets pulled down and we never see her again
1: We also get one of those great uh, effects where uh, the, the zombie is cut in half Where it's like laying on the ground with his guts exposed yeah. I love that effect, I always do
0: <laughs> Always will
1: But we don't really get a... Like, the, this scene doesn't really culminate It just...
0: Fades out it, it just cuts to black It just it ends yeah and then like they come back my notes Say so they win <laughs> Yeah I don't know Who Yeah knows? they did I guess they won
1: because then It just cuts to Argenta who's I guess She's like digging a giant grave to put I don't Know is it for her friends or She just wants to I
0: don't know I think she just wants to burn There's, All the
1: bodies or something
0: yeah basically she's Burning shit
1: I don't know why she, they're leaving Anyway um, right. but then This is the big kicker She's doing she's setting this all up And then one of the zombies Looks at her and says This is our
0: world now
1: You cannot stop us Did you guys just hear that? Did you guys just hear that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the zombies can talk, Mo Yeah That's that is something that they established at the very end of this movie Which, again, as, as you were referring to earlier It might explain why it seems like the zombies are getting a little smarter as the movie goes along Right, right It certainly is setting up the sequel uh, Because uh, the rest of our... The living characters, they just sort of walk off Again, I don't know why they don't take the car They just walk off into the sunset um, And we see... It cuts really briefly to the zombie... Brian Clement, the director, dressed up as a zombie and we see him sit up, and then it just cuts to the credits Right I don't know why they show that, that, I don't like that I find that that's kind of weirdly egotistical to make yourself the last fucking thing that you see before the end credits
0: Well, isn't he the last thing you see after the end credits, too? That's
1: true, there is a post-credits I didn't think that you would have watched <laughs> that, Mo But there is a I post-credits I did! <laughs> there's a post-credits shot of just a zombie Doesn't do anything This is way before Marvel movies, which actually had a, uh, a post-credits thing that set up something else Just shows a zombie doesn't even look to the screen and go, well, "I'm back." Or <laughs> <laughs> I thought the zombie when it talked, it sounded a little bit like BioCop from uh, from the Manborg trailer. But uh, sure. but uh, but yes, that's the end of the movie, Mo. It's Kill the end. It's the end of the movie. <laughs> but this is obviously setting up a uh, a sequel, and it's good that they ended up making that sequel, Meat Market Two, just a few years later, and then Meat Market Three uh, years after that. Let me forget the years for that, Mo. All you, right. can talk, you can talk while I'm doing that
0: Oh, can I? Yay
1: um, Meat Market 2 actually came just a year later in <laughs> 2001 And then Meat Market 3, uh, that came in 2006 Meat
0: Market 3, Meat Marketer
1: So, uh, so yeah, so Brian Clement still directs He, he directs a, a series, it says they a TV series called Improbabilia uh, but he also made a number of different horror movies uh, Some of them quite notable I think Exhumed from 2003 is the one that's probably ah. uh, best known um, I've actually and, heard of that And we, uh, we probably at some point will cover Meat Market 2 and 3 I have to admit I'm rather intrigued to see where th- this goes And to see if there's kind of improvement on some of the pacing issues that this one has But Mo, is there anything notable about these closing credits?
0: See, I'm, here's a little secret the behind-the-scenes uh-huh. secret mo mo pull back the curtain movie. mo. I uh, fast forward through the closing credits. Well, yes. And be, because when I get all the way to the end, my media program closes itself. So, so that's the only reason why I knew there were after credit zombies out here because I basically just fast forwarded through it. So I, I and I you know me I never actually read the closing credits. Well,
1: I did mo, and there are three amusing things about the closing credits. One it has the any similarity to actual events Firms or persons living dead or undead And then it follows that up with Actually everything you've just seen is true The dead are rising by a shotgun Which I thought was amusing And the final final thing says Duplication of this motion picture is a violation Violation of general courtesy If you are dubbing a copy of it you are a worthless parasitic Thieving bastard who is ripping off an independent filmmaker Go make copies of some big budget Hollywood movie You'll make more money
0: That's very Todd Sheetsian there you know what I mean? Like He's just like a guy who
1: loves would... making horror movies.
0: Yeah, like that sounds like something that Todd would put at the end of one of his movies.
1: I thought it was pretty amusing. Uh, and yeah, that's funny. That's th- funny. That that is the last thing we see outside of that one shot of a zombie that uh, that ends the credits. Mo, what did you think of two thousands
0: Meat Market? Uh, It has some weird moments, but I think overall, like I I feel like if I wasn't taking notes on the whole thing, like I say this a lot, yeah. But I I feel like you know, but I feel like with a lot of the movies that we watch, like if I wasn't taking notes on it, like I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more, you know. But that doesn't mean I didn't like it. I think like, and you even told me about this in in, when you sent me over the audio clip notes uh, that I, I this is one of the better movies we've watched in a while. Yes. It wasn't bad. I, I mean, even with the weird, gratuitous, like, way too graphic sex scenes. But I mean, even
1: that is just like another memorable aspect of it, you know. And that's right, I kind of exactly. like that.
0: They, it's, it's very, it's very epic in scale, and I, I loved the shit out of that. I thought that was great.
1: It certainly delivers everything a person sitting down to watch it would want, right? I mean, sure, it has sure. extreme violence. Some of it very well done. Some of it very. Uh, some of it's very amusing And some of it taken more seriously It has, has a lot of references to classic zombie movies It has a lot of nudity and sex And it also has a lot of kind of weird ideas That would, would really appeal to kind of a cult audience Maybe leaning on that a little too hard But I actually think it's it's I use this word a lot when we're talking about movies When we finish them But this is a huge accomplishment I mean this is something that should be re- respected as they obviously put tons and tons of work and had tons of people helping them put this together and it's it's even though it doesn't hold together that well when you're watching it start to finish this is a movie and it, it has a plot that you can follow from the beginning and all the things that are referred to they are followed up on whether satisfactory or not and it it should be seen as a big accomplishment I imagine that when Brian Clement looks at this movie, He sees all the flaws That we do But uh, It's also a case Where you have to Respect the fact That they were able To do so much With so little Again Less than $2,000 To make this movie
0: Yeah Absolutely
1: So I'm going to give a No budget nightmares Recommendation (laughs) And I will also To 2000s Meat Market, directed by Brian Clement. I've called him Clement the whole movie. It's probably uh, Clement, uh, but I'm going to say Clement because I think it rolls off the tongue a little better. Right. Let's give a let's give some shout outs, Mo, to uh, our favorite performers in the movie. Who 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 do you think uh, acquits themselves the best?
0: Oh well, obviously it's uh, you know the the acting is phenomenal, whereas the voice not. Quite as much Of uh, the great Cam Pipes Yes uh, uh, Who I believe in the credits Is listed as like The Abominator Or something to that effect (laughs) El Diablo Azul Um, Yeah As I mentioned earlier
1: The acting in this Is inconsistent And uh, no one really Distinguishes themselves With I would say A strong performance But I always love it when Obviously young filmmakers and young um, uh, horror movie enthusiasts They kind of are able to pull older actors into these things So I'll give a special shout out to that guy who played the uh, city councilman (laughs) Sitting at the table (laughs) Life going on as usual as the world collapses around him Uh, Check out Meat Market from the year 2000 We will be looking at Meat Market 2 and 3 at some point in the future Mo, what are we going to look at on the next episode of No Budget Nightmares?
0: I love how you ask me this because you know I don't have that information up. Um, we decided we, right before we started recording. I know we did. That doesn't mean I fucking remember. Well, I'll help you out, uh, Mo. From the uh, year what did we, decide? we decided, we uh, decided on Devil Ant, right?
1: Well, very nice announcement, Mo. Very, it built well. That's what I like most about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like to do that. You know, you go up, 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 and then just crash.
1: This is episode the one that we're recording right now, Mo. Episode ninety-four of No Budget Nightmares Ooh. on the ninety-fifth. Episode We will be watching
0: David Rock Nelson's The Devil Ant from 1999 It is about time that we are covering a David Rock Nelson flick And uh,
1: this is it This is probably, I think, his most well-known movie uh, And uh, it'll be very interesting uh, to... There's a few kind of ultra-low-budget, shot-on-video luminaries that we haven't uh, run into yet in our recording of No Budget Nightmares. And I want to make sure that we touch on them before we reach episode number 100. So this was a long time coming. David Rock Nelson's The Devil Ant, coming soon. Booyah. Mo, if people want to find out more about No Budget Nightmares, how should they do that?
0: Well, obviously, if they want to... uh... You know, the easiest way is they can pop over on Facebook, do a search for No Budget Nightmares, or if they can go directly to it, it's facebook.com slash groups slash No Budget Nightmares, one word. And they can also, Mo, uh, they can go over
1: yeah. to no nobudgetpodcast.com if they want to go into our archive, or if they want to get the latest episode, go over to dorkshelf.com. That's where you can find this episode that you're listening to right now. You can subscribe to us via iTunes from both of those locations as well If you wanted to devote uh, a little bit of your hard-earned cash to us You can go over to Patreon.com slash No Budget Nightmares All one word And you can give as little as $1 per episode And uh, we have promised that we are going to give some special perks And they will be coming soon I promise you still Some special yeah. exciting things for fans of No Budget Nightmares uh, And of course you can find both Mo and myself on Twitter Mo is on uh, at Drunk on VHS And I am at Indeed. Doug underscore Tilly. That's T I L L E Y. Mo. Mo loves the Twitter. Don't you, Mo?
0: I uh, avoid Twitter like the plague most of the time. Every now and again, I'll hop on there and see what's shaken. But most of the time, I just like it's just it's just tweet after tweet in my fucking timeline. Trump this, Trump that. You know, it's it's. It's cooled off on Facebook, so I've been sticking to Facebook a little bit more. But oh, clear, should, I man, be, still.
1: should I be making more Trump, Trump rants on your Facebook page? Um, is that what you want, Mo? Believe
0: me, believe me when I tell you that I still get plenty of them. <laughs> and I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I, You know, I'm, I'm all for mockery when mockery is due. How about Colin Mockery, a fan? I, hey, he, she's a funny dude. He's Canadian, too, you know. Oh, then he ain't that funny, then.
1: All right. <laughs> Mo! <laughs> Uh, Mo, before we finish up here, uh, before I ask you if you've seen anything good
0: lately, anything else you want to plug before we finish up? Um, no, not at the moment. I, you know, like everything else, like the whole rest, like it's hard enough for me to schedule with my weird, crazy life right now. Getting this show done, I have to push you. Uh, that that is true. Yeah, it's it's and it's super hard, and I'm still trying to find a job, and it's still because of your weird, crazy. crazy life, Mo. <laughs> yeah, because my weird, <laughs> crazy life, you know. <laughs> Um, so I haven't gotten dead end driving back up and running yet, so and that's a shame because like I kind I kind of miss talking to Brandon, so I'm gonna try really hard to get that going again, but it's I just can't guarantee when it's gonna happen. I won't try, but I'll try to try. Yeah. Mo, have you seen anything good
1: lately in your crazy wacky twisted up world?
0: Uh, I feel like I have. But I'll be, damned if I can fuck, I'll be damned if I can fucking remember There's gotta be something
1: uh, Mo Something that springs to mind that you've watched recently That you're like, you know what
0: That's what I'm all about Well I'm trying to open up my films folder So I can actually look, but for fuck's sake It's taking its sweet ass time Well I'm not gonna edit this out So you, we're just gonna have oh, okay, to sit okay. here Alright, alright, alright all right. Here's Yeah I did, I watched uh, Colossal um, I remember was, you watching that Yeah, Colossal, fantastic It was so good, I loved it um, what else did I watch? I watched. I think I feel like I've watched Fantastic Beasts, Beasts and Where to Find Them since the last time we spoke. That was okay. You know, I I it wasn't like amazing. Um, for fun, I watched True Romance, which is always great. Oh, <laughs> yeah, ooh. Um, and uh, I don't know if I did I mention watching Logan yet. I feel like I did. I think you may have mentioned that in the last show. Oh, and I watched uh, Fist Fight, which I was. Surprised at how much I like. Oh, good. You know, it's not fantastic. It's like, you know, if it's like bad words level fun. You know what I mean? Where it's like it's not quite as good as like role models, but it's it's pretty good.
1: Well, Mo, I watched just to uh, just to go over some of this quickly. I watched the Greasy Strangler.
0: Oh God, you bullshit artist!
1: <laughs> Mo I'm shit scared right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you hottie toddy what's the, what's say you uh, Rudy toody Rudy whatever something like cutie hot. uh
1: I also for a different podcast I we were covering we are going to cover I should say battle royale 2 which I had actually oh, never God. seen before and boy I'll tell you what I was expecting it not to be great because I had heard for years that it wasn't I did not yeah. expect it to be not only not great but like weirdly offensive like I watched it and I was like is this like a pro Taliban movie? What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> it has a it has a really fucked up po- political sense to it that it's... seems even more fucked up in 2017 than it probably did when it first came out. I did also watch the original Battle Royale again, and guess what? That movie holds up. It's still fucking great.
0: It's so fucking good. I battle the original Battle Royale is easily in my top five, top ten favorite movies of all time. Um, the the I, I believe I spoke on Facebook with. Uh, Jeff X Martin about about Battle Royale 2. And, uh, and and I, uh, I I believe what we, the conclusion we came to not to ruin the show for you guys, but I believe the conclusion we came to was that it's like it's like being a parent, you know, and it's like I'm not angry with you, I'm just disappointed, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well it's a, it's I, I was truly, actually angry <laughs> it's a, Yeah, it's a truly Disappointing movie Because that first movie is so Fucking good Yeah, it uh I mean, I still think people should watch it
1: Just because it is so strange uh, Again, I don't want to give away uh every, My feelings on everything for this podcast That I'm going to be on, but I also watched right, the, right, 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 right. the film Taps, the uh the film with Tom Cruise and uh, oh Sean yeah Penn yeah 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 about I, the military that. academy that I haven't seen that in
0: ages. I I had only seen bits and pieces growing up. I didn't realize how fucking good it was. It's great. It's such a it's such a good movie. Yeah, I, I watched it a long long time ago, but it's it's a really good movie.
1: It's a, it was like, we were watching it for the theme warriors podcast, and the theme was like school rebellions, which is why I ended up watching Battle Royale and, and things like sure, that. Sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, no, I was I was really impressed with with Taps. Uh, pretty much the the movie that I can think of that is furthest away. From meat market. <laughs> but Mo, uh, we've reached uh, the two hour mark of our recording, though the, the final result will be a little bit shorter than that. Uh, is there anything else you want to add to the people out there today?
0: Um, no. Okay. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second, you know? We'll be back in just a couple of weeks
1: with David Rock Nelson's. The Devil Ant from 1999 Woohoo Why don't you say goodnight to everybody
0: Goodnight folks Goodnight It's too many